7 o'clock. You know where your freedom is? Welcome to another edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an easy idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah. Who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Well, hello there. Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com Worldwide Radio for Humans. This is February 25th, 2020, and welcome aboard to a new, higher-definition experience of Turn Up the Night, because we've kicked Skype to the curb. Screw that. I'm, you don't know how satisfying it was when I, you know, how you I, you end your background processes before you do a big job on your computer. You go to your task manager and you close things down. And I just killed Skype and it felt so good. So welcome to the show. Welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble of Swamp. Welcome to Discord. Hello. Discord. <laughs> Discordian. So. We are having a few issues with rain cutting in and out, but not it's not Am horrible. Am I cutting in and out again? It just happened a little bit. I think it just happens, like, you know, if you don't talk for a second and then you talk. But it's fine, because she's on her laptop, so sorting out some technical stuff on her end as well. So, but hope you had a good Friday, and welcome back. Oh, we did. We had a great Friday. We went, we went to go see Carl Frisch for his birthday. Did a little karaoke singing too. We did. I bombed. <laughs> but I don't care. Who cares? Um, yeah. So it was. It was a really good night. It was. I love you all, but in these times, sometimes I need a break. Absolutely. And, um, this this one was one of those times where it was just we we took metro down. We didn't have to drive. Mm-hmm. Went to our old neighbor. Just had a good time, met some great people, and I missed you all, but um, it was good. Well, very good. And, of course, uh, also on the Discord line with us, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, Joe. Hi, it's Electric here. Yeah. Very electric. Yeah, tell very everybody electric. what you did. Oh, this last couple days, all I've been doing is tech stuff. Had to replace my entire home network. Then I had to connect my entire security system into my new home network. That took uh, an hour and a half today. A lot of rebooting. A lot of changing IP addresses and DNS and, oh, my God, stuff I didn't want to know about. But I do now. That sounds awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well... I had to consolidate a whole bunch. I, I had a whole too many networks running here uh, simultaneously. And I had to shut them all down and get them all done on Xfinity. And I got free Netflix in the deal. How about Woo-hoo! that? How about them, Apple? Yep, $15 right off my bill 
because Xfinity now supplies Netflix as part of your package. Yes. Nice package. And stars. Hello. <laughs> and, and, stars. and stars. That's cool. And stars. Yeah. Every once so, in a while. So yeah. my, I save I save fifteen and I spent ten because I now subscribed to Apple TV <laughs> and oh. BritBox. <laughs> See, now I feel like, because we're Xfinity, too, for our internet, mm-hmm. I want to, yeah, we're not going to get that. <laughs> we have, we got Amazon, we canceled our cable. I heard the hamster changed direction yeah, in the wheel there, like, mid-thought on that, Rain. Yeah. <laughs> that happens. It happens it to happens. me all the time, too. And I'm like, yeah, no, we might do. No, I can't. Yeah, no. Nope. We got rid of we got rid of cable. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, well, yeah, welcome to the program, everybody. Um, and uh, what, you know, never underestimate the stupidity of this administration and the incompetence of this, uh, th- this uh, cadre of fools led by the impeached POTUS. Impotus. Um, always. Yeah. Oh. Always. He will always, always be impeached. Of, of, what, of what do you speak? Of what do you speak? Of what do I speak? Well, let's talk a little bit about what's going on with the coronavirus. Because if you ever wanted to see a carnival of errors and and just like... It, it, you know, it, trusting this administration with uh, handling the coronavirus is like trusting the Keystone cops to get the bind torture kill, uh, you know, serial killer. You know, I mean, this is ridiculous. The, uh, we, you know, we had, uh, well, Larry Kudlow today. The CDC basically came out today and made a pretty powerful statement that this is going to affect Americans one way or the other, whether it's contracting the sickness yourself, whether it's we're going to be losing products that we rely on from China, where it's going to, you know, interrupt, you know, business, uh, you know, in many different ways. And and it's not going to be so hot for the economy. As you will see, the stock market took a big hit today. Hmm. And yesterday. So, and yesterday, mm. yeah. Banner week so far. Mm. So, um, and in getting a straight answer out of the officials in in uh, you know Trump's orbit, and uh, getting them to come to a consensus on things, is it's impossible. It's impossible. You've got you know the the um, uh, this. Uh, the, I have a clip here. This is from CNBC today with Kelly Evans. I know a Kelly Evans, by the way, and it's not this Kelly Evans. This one's the, the Kelly Evans I know is a man. Um, but uh, this is um, hang on. Let me get to the the, the uh, Larry Kudlow, uh, White House economic advisor. Larry Kudlow, fucking joke. Um, and, and there's a couple things in this. There's a few things in this, I should say, that I was listening to this and I'm like, oh, dude, dude. Uh, uh, okay, so Kelly Evans is talking to him about the CDC report on, on, on the coronavirus. And he's in fucking La La Land. 
shocker, right? You guys, I know, I know, you're really just shocked into silence that some so a Trump <laughs> official would have their heads up above, you know, some orifice or another up his ass. Yeah, up Trump's ass, yeah. whatever. He put uh, his balls up his ass. <laughs> when you get old, they get stretchier. Yeah, like. <laughs> There's got to be a name for that. Strong. There's got to Stretch be a name. Ball strong. Blue ball. Well, might be blue if you sat on them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. Here, so here's here's Kelly Evans on CNBC talking to Cudlow about the, you know, his, con- you know, him contradicting the CDC. Let me read uh, the headline from the CDC. Man, Larry, they are going to be leading the news. They already are. Here's how Politico says it. They, Politico says, Larry, quote, this sounds really, really bad. They quote the New York Times. Americans should brace for the likelihood the coronavirus will spread to communities in the U.S. The CDC warned Tuesday. Dr. Nancy saying it's not so much a question of if this will happen, but a question of when. They're warning Americans for significant disruption to their daily lives, Larry. Well, look, our public health people who are spectacular, the best in the world, are preparing for any eventualities. And that's exactly what they should do. They were ahead of the curve on the travel bans. Now they're ahead of the curve insofar as laying out potential emergency plans. That doesn't mean it's going to go into effect, but they're doing exactly what we're doing. We're going to get a supplemental. We've asked for a supplemental uh, up on the hill of a couple of billion dollars or so. That's exactly what they were doing. Uh, I, I just want to say, though, as far as the U.S. is concerned, when you look at this, I mean, you had a little higher headcount on the infections because of the cruise ship people coming off. We have contained this we have contained this, <laughs> I won't say oh, airtight, but pretty no. close to airtight. We've done a good job in the United States. That's Hats off lot. to our public health people. And the other generic point, and I hope we'll explore this, Kelly, mm-hmm. is simply this. Th- this is a human tragedy. There's no question, particularly in China. Human tragedy with, you know, thousands of deaths. God, God look over them. Terrible. And that's what? the worst part of this. All right, I'm going to pause it right there. You know, that, that struck me as odd that he, he would put such a point on that because that that reminds me of, of uh, something else. There was, I'll, I'll play it later. I just want to raise it right now. But another cabinet official in um, uh, was on, uh, on, the, on the TV last month talking about this, and I'll play it later. But I, I, it seemed like he was really trying to don't get me wrong. This is just an absolute hundred percent human tragedy, you know. I, you know, and this was Larry Kudlow, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Trump's economic advisor. Yeah. Not his health advisor from the White House. No, don't he have has one. No medical experience. He doesn't yeah. have any medical people. I, I, Thank you, Joe. That's kind of what I'm getting at. And I'm really mm-hmm. irritated that he put out an economic advice for a potential global pandemic. That's because he got at the, the yes. National Health Institute and and all the, uh, they said all the people that would be normally be coming in to, uh, you know, gear up for uh, this this coming pandemic uh, and have and been this was fired. The, this because was God on forbid CNBC, they had to do right? with science. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and I think that's it's a. This was on CNBC, the the business channel. So of course they're going to have an economic advisor on. But if you're going to go on as an economic advisor, don't say shit like we have it contained. We don't have it exactly. That you know, it's it's like you can go on and talk about it, and you can fluff up, you know, Trump and tell people not to worry about the market, that everybody everything will be fine whatever but don't say you have it contained you don't fucking know you don't work for the cdc you can't say we have it contained when we don't know what is going to happen here in the united states regarding this virus yeah speaking of the cdc they just said today that it is inevitable that it will be spreading through the united states yeah that's how uh, kelly evans read that statement at the beginning um says right here in the washington it really does irritate me we don't have it contained because no. right now we have nothing con- to contain and we have no plan in place to contain. Yeah. Well, thank well, God. Thank God. Trump says everybody's getting better. I don't oh. care what he says. Well, the heat, you know, the heat will kill Not kill the virus. Off, Joe, but <laughs> everybody's getting better. Yeah, he he also said he also said that this virus will go away once spring comes and it gets warmer. Yeah, he also said that that in Syria there was just a few headaches. Yeah, in Iran. Well, he he also Syria, said there was a few headaches when they bombed our freaking embassy in when in, Iran when Iran bombed our, our you know the sites in in, yeah. in uh, Syria. So yeah, I, I so. Guess- this is it was just a few one, headaches. Now we have hundreds and hundreds of concussions. Yeah, this is one of the reasons why I am concerned. I'm not freaking out yet. No. I am concerned because I I saw what happened. Well, we all saw what happened in China. And now we're seeing what's happening in in, in Iran. And we're seeing what's happen, happening in Italy. Mm-hmm. And I do not see us taking the precautions that are needed. Here no. in the United States, I simply don't. I and agree. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't see them being taken at well, all. Well, here's the problem. This is the problem. This is one I, I want to illustrate with uh, by by playing these audio clips. Is that um, one? I'm going to Costco. One really, yeah. Freaking five gallon jar of hand sanitizer tomorrow. The one thing, yeah. There you go. But the one I- I- important thing. Here is what we're seeing is the CDC trying to communicate to this government the severity of it. On the flip side, you've got all these fucking jokers uh, who are advisors to the president, or as you'll hear later, I've got some audio from the uh, DHS uh, head, Department of Homeland Security. Fucking stunning. Um, And, uh, but yeah, so. It seems like the CDC knows what's going on, and I trust them as an organization overall, just like I trust our intelligence community overall. But these jokers, like I said, are not taking it seriously. They, you know, Trump, oh, the heat will get rid of it, headaches, you know, uh, the you know economic advisor saying it's contained. And then you know, and and we'll and I'm gonna go back, and I want to want to emphasize, you know, remember that part where he was like, 
saying, you know, oh, human tragedy, human tragedy, human tragedy. And I, I know why he did that. And I've, and we'll, we'll get to the, the audio that I'm referring to after this. But here's the rest of the Larry Kudlow with Kelly Evans on CNBC. The business side and the economic uh-huh. side, uh, I don't think it's going to be an economic tragedy at all. There'll be some stumbles. We're looking at numbers. It's a little iffy. We might have a clearer picture in the next two to three weeks. But at the moment, Kelly, the numbers that we're looking at on all these Federal Reserve regional ISMs, today's consumer confidence number, right. uh, there's no supply disruptions yet. It right. may be no, out there. I don't want to negate it. That, that's I'm why just saying all, all I can do is look at the numbers. Yeah, and the numbers Larry, are saying the U.S. is holding up nicely. Right, and that's why I highlight the CDC today. I think this is a turning point. I think up until now, there was very little response in the U.S. other than people buying face masks and buying um, medicine. Now, after these headlines, Larry, you know this is going to change behavior rapidly. And here's my concern. People are going to look at these numbers uh, in which the U.S. gets 74 percent of its acetaminophen from China, 95 percent of its ibuprofen, 80 percent plus of antibiotics from China. You know, a construction worker neighbor of mine couldn't get a face mask this morning already. Now that these headlines are out there, all of those shortages are going to get worse, aren't they? And, and the economic impact is now going to start to grow. Well, you know, Kelly, I I think you're making a lot of assumptions there with all due respect. And we will see uh, with respect to supply chains and the availability of uh, pharmaceuticals and other forms of equipment. I, I know there are issues there and I accept that. I think we can deal with those issues at a later time when the emergency passes, as it will. But I'm not at all convinced that we can't get hold of what we need here in the U.S. We have stockpiles. We also have the capacity uh, to produce more in all these areas. Uh, I'm no expert in this, but we've seen some of these uh, biotech companies, uh, Gilead being one of them, uh, probably coming up with a vaccine in a much shorter time than people realize. Uh, Look, I don't want to sound heartless or cruel or anything this is a human tragedy it's mostly centered in china there is contagion elsewhere italy iran i think that's what's upset the market so i understand that right i would say um... number one the, the head of the world health organization today said let us not overreact I think that's an important point. Uh, I will make the same point on the economy. That's all I'm capable of doing, Kelly, and I may not be right here. Well, uh, uh, that's all you're capable of doing, but you're talking about all this other shit that you shouldn't be talking about. In your in your going on as a as a you know somebody who works in this administration. Hmm. Ken, he said, once this emergency passes. Oh yeah. That was there. In his, that was his words. While yeah. he's sitting there saying, oh, well, I don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, the economy's going to be great. So he's basically saying, yeah, we, we've got an emergency, but fuck it. It's all about the economy. And what really pisses me off is I believe that the Trump administration and and its its campaign is literally going to try to quell this impending emergency by trying to save their asses via the economy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't see you being wrong on that at all. He said it was an emergency. But, yeah. you know, let's not just get too... Uh, 
Yeah, he did a little bit of mansplaining there, too, didn't he? It's just, you know, it's about the money. And, oh, I can't stand people like him. Because it's more than money. You know, when somebody dies from a virus, a family loses somebody they love. Yeah. Joe, thoughts? I agree. Everything doesn't boil down to the economy. And we're going to lose lives in the United States, too. <clears throat> and they're going to deny it. Yeah. You can see it coming. That's You're right, Joe. That's what they're, they're trying to the soft landing. They re, I think I think you're right, Joe. Trying to set the soft landing for when this virus comes here. And, oh, my God, I am going to Costco. Uh-oh. Hey, 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 come on. Stop well, it, guys. Stop it. What? Stop me, it. Me and tell Joe. What? what? Me and Joe are fine. <clears throat> get the fuck out. You get the corner on Purell. Oh I'll get the corner on, on uh, face masks. Sorry, yeah. I had to break up a cat fight live on air. <laughs> Crazy fuckers. I'm just, I am, you know, it was, um, it was Chris Lavoy who about two, three weeks ago mm-hmm. said, and Chris Lavoy, Stephanie, who said, hey guys. Just remember, more people die every year from the flu than have died from coronavirus. And I actually agreed with him when he said that. You know, and in other words, just keep it in perspective. But past two, three days, I have to disagree. Well, first of all, with, I have to disagree with him on this because, you know, when when it comes to the flu, you can get your vaccine. You can get a shot. We're now 12 months plus from a vaccine for this virus. Mm-hmm. And and very, very few people know how to prevent. They, they don't know how to prevent from becoming infected with it. I'm nervous. Well, two observations on this. First of all, he talks as if the American economy won't be affected even if it doesn't spread across the United States. And it already has been, though. It, right. It's because, like it or not, America first or not, however, whatever they want to look at it, we are in exorably connected to the world. And what's happening in Italy and Iran and in China is uh-huh. going to affect our economy. Because if, if this spreads across Europe, it spreads across Asia... It's going to hurt us economically. A global slowdown is an American slowdown. So he's full of shit when he says it's not going to affect. Even if he's lying, even if shit, can we just even if what the CDC said today doesn't happen? Although they said it's not a matter of if, but when. Right. But let's say we're miraculously spared uh, a, a widespread. It's still affecting us because it affects the world. And what affects the world affects us, whether we like to admit it or not. Yes. Second of all, Amen. had we not been such an isolationist country for the last three years, Thank you. we would have had foreign partners yes. who we could have partnered with to try to come to a solution, you know, rather than putting down Theresa May and alienating England and putting down Marcon and alienating France. You know, we could have been working with all these people, with I- Merkel and Germany. You know, to to end, to to try to 
fast track a vaccine. Instead, uh, we're isolated. Yeah, here's the thing, Joe. And I totally, I'm so on board with what you said. I remember, I remember a time when we had an Ebola problem. We literally had an Ebola problem where people were afraid that Ebola was going to, like, spread around the world. Let's see, was, that, was, was that when Trump stopped people? nurses from coming in Ooh, no boy. that was actually when that was actually when chris christie stopped nurses from coming in yeah, yeah 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 but you know what what you just said when we had you know we worked with people around the world and we had you know the the, the cdc funded seriously funded and we had you know the the pandemic office in the white house we were proactive, and we prevented Ebola from spreading around the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is not Ebola, but it, it shouldn't be so binary where, well, where I am fully expecting Trump to say, well, at least it's not Ebola. It's only coronavirus. Yeah, just put turn the fan on, and you can blow the coronavirus out of the room. I mean, I'm, but then I'm, you get wind I'm cancer. I'm really nervous about it. It's just headaches. Just a few headaches. Just a few colds. But Nothing yeah, to we're, be worried. About. We're not. We're not truly surprised by this, considering he he was the guy who invented wind cancer, right? Right. On the other hand. While it's nothing and it's just a cold and everybody's getting better, it's a weaponized virus, right? To br designed to bring down Trump. Yeah, fuck so, Rush so, so, Limbaugh. So, so they're fuck doing him and fuck, just fuck him. But yeah, he but but I, don't you get the, the 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 dichotomy here? On one I, hand, I it's do. nothing. So We're blowing this all out of proportion. But it's weaponized. They're the ones that are weaponizing this. Well, if it's weaponized, yeah. then then it's something. It's not nothing. Is it? What is it? Is it something or nothing? You know. Point is, is that the right is trying to weaponize. Yeah. Well. Man, we are so down the rabbit hole. They're weaponizing so lies the and disinformation. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyway. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation when we come back because I have uh, everybody remember how concerned Larry Kudlow was um, about a human tragedy, just a human tragedy, but it won't affect us financially in the long run. Yeah. So uh, listen, uh, yeah. Let's see. Let's let's go to the break and we'll listen to. Uh, I got Truth Destroyed queued up. We'll go ahead and play that. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night. Where's that movie trailer bumper? There it is. Yeah, I want to hear that. We'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Blake. Bring it on.
Kiss you in the mouth. Yeah. Indie Media Weekly Radio is proud to bring you the Thomas Jefferson Hour, a radio program that models civil discourse, critical thinking, and good citizenship. Join nationally acclaimed humanity scholar and award-winning first-person interpreter of Thomas Jefferson, Clay Jenkinson, for the Thomas Jefferson Hour, Tuesdays at 10 a.m., Sundays at 4 p.m. The Thomas Jefferson Hour on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Visit them at jeffersonhour.com. Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hey, I'm Rick Beatty. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are... From the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern.
This is Indy Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott, what is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way, totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God, they've killed Kenny, you bastard! I've worse. It's showtime. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> no, what? Uh... <laughs> Were you trying to say something to me, Wilbur? Yet another thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite new drop. Anyway, welcome back uh, to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night. Happy Fat Tuesday, everybody. I hope everybody got to enjoy a poonchki today. Because this is the day when you should be eating them. Uh, that wasn't my breakfast and lunch today. I got a poppy seed, a custard, and an apple one. So there you go, everybody. Have yourself a poonchki. And, of course, uh, joining me as always on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello, Joe. Hi, and I'll have you know the Italian custom is meatballs. Oh, manja. Yeah. The, meatballs. Now, are, are they balls. just... Balls. I have to ask now, are they, are they just meatballs or... What would you would you maybe try and add some seasoning to them, possibly? Well, yeah, I mean some spices, some spices. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Spicy, spicy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Actually, my we, my aunt used to make them uh, with uh, a combination of beef and pork mm-hmm. and veal, and uh, we would have them fried and in sauce. Very nice. Can you imagine and an it was unseasoned? A traditional... Go ahead. No, that would be that would be a ball burger. Oh, nice, nice. So ball burger, ball burger. So and you have, and, have to have cheese in there. You have to have have oh like God. Romano cheese wow. inside there too. Wow! And that's one to grow on. That's really, you really grow. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eat enough of yeah, those ball grow. burgers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like lead sinkers there. <laughs> Don't go swimming after you eat, eat one. No, uh, <laughs> oh, no. You have to wait at least two weeks before you can go in the water. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What do you think of that joke, Wilbur? Uh, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Swamp. Welcome back to you. I didn't get any punchki. No punchki. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's I mean, they're really big in Cleveland. It's like it's such a thing now. You know? Oh, they're big here, too, in Scranton. Oh, they're huge. Yeah, it's a big, big thing here. Big, big. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. Big, big, big. <laughs> delicious. Yes. Like a little dough ball that's with delicious jelly. Boy. Yeah, a filling yes. of sorts. It's a dough ball to block your intestines for a week. Sure, well, yeah. Eat, eat your family's meatballs. It'll clear it out. 
Well, Hot peppers will do that too. Another another thing uh, about the punchki is they use grain alcohol in the dough, so the they're not as greasy as regular donuts because the alcohol prevents the dough from absorbing as much grease. So, oh. um, they're more. I mean, what 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 really is they, probably I didn't know that, Ken. Yeah, really? yeah. Grain alcohol, mm-hmm. like Everclear. Uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what kind of you know. Yeah, but yeah, grain alcohol. Yeah, if you look it up, um, it, the they'll because uh, there's other things they they like that like doughs that they'll add vodka to, and then when you know the alcohol goes out, it it uh, again that's why if you've noticed if you get a real traditional punchy, the dough isn't really that greasy, but the filling that they put in them that's what's going to give you the heart attack, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> Uh, I mean, like a pound of custard. Yeah, that's smart. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. I think I'm still picking poppy seeds out of my teeth from the because they put so many poppy seeds. Seriously, I think I ate ate a million poppy seeds today. Don't take a drug test tomorrow. Uh oh, <laughs> I won't. Thanks, Joe. Uh, All right, just <laughs> stay home. Problem solved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. My workplace does not drug test, by the way. So. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, well, they might now, I don't know, but yeah, so anywho, welcome back, everybody, and um, yeah, so and, and happy fat Tuesday, and uh, and uh, we wish you all the best, uh, your mother, all the best, cat. So, uh, hang in there, uh, yes, that's a very, and, very, very, very heart wrenching time, yeah. yes, but um. Uh, yeah, so now, now the reason why I said pay attention to what Cudlow was saying in that last uh, uh, bit of audio um, was something very similar was said on Maria Bartiromo's show on the 30th of January. Because I, 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 when I saw this and Cudlow was like, you know, oh, and please, by all means, this is, this is a human tragedy, but dollar signs in his eyes you know um you know it, it's it's creepy and it's weird and it's the mo for this the, this administration to be you know to to say something nice but then say something completely heartless and stupid afterwards and that's exactly what ross did almost a month ago now and this is uh, him, again, with Maria Bartiromo on, what, Fox Business or whatever. This morning, though, there's this new worry about coronavirus. So if you sure. were to see, I mean, look at all of these companies, uh, Secretary, that are closing shop in China. <laughs> you know, you've got airlines, uh, you know, uh, stopping ch- uh, any flights going into China. You could seriously see the Chinese economy come to a halt. And given the, the, the large uh, <laughs> percentage of global growth that China commands, does that actually throw what you're just saying well first of all every American's heart has to go out to the victims of the coronavirus so I don't want to talk about a victory lap over a very unfortunate very malignant disease what but the fact is it does give businesses yet another thing to consider when they go through their review of their supply chain <clears throat> on top of all the other things because you had SARS you have the African swine virus there now you have this it's another risk factor that people need to take into account so I think it will help to accelerate the return of jobs to North America some to US oh probably some to Mexico as well <clears throat> 
<laughs> oh my god. So So there's a reason why he he got a lot of criticism for that and um and so that's why when Cudlow was on he was sure to try and say it as genteelly as possible. So okay are they actually using the coronavirus to become to make our country more yeah, this is pretty much what you were saying in the last segment, right? I mean, they're they're going to use all this. Close the borders. Go ahead. Well, oh no, I thought uh, no. I'm sorry, I I, I misspoke. I, I thought you. Yeah, I, I think I don't think they're going to use it to close the borders. There are going to be travel bans, obviously. You know, which which they do when there's a risk of a pandemic. Um, but I thought you were going to say, are they really using this to you know, uh, you know, to to try and bolster the economy or or you know well, because that, I think that, that, that here's the thing i think that this is where they're going with that they're going to try to say oh we're going to you know make our economy is going to become great again but i also feel like with <clears throat> i have a feeling like uh-huh. that they're going to use the coronavirus to close our borders even more uh and they're going to Maybe? try, and after listening to that, they're going to try to make us even more isolationist than we are becoming now. I don't think you're wrong. You know? I mean, I, I just... Uh... It's just, you know, the virus is just an excuse to promote Trump's agenda, which was always to become isolationist. Yeah. I, I, I think you, well, yeah, I think you're on something. Go ahead. What I think um, he's saying here is that the real cure for this is uh, a nice can of Campbell's chicken food. <laughs> oh, boy. I should have I should have gotten that, that ready. I, would, I, 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 I wish he was saying that, but I don't think he, <laughs> I know you're joking. I um, do know you're joking, and I... I I know I should be I should be more humorous, but no, I know because it's, it it is a it, this is tragic. It's tragic that we live in a country, the United States of America, probably the greatest country that that uh, uh, science, you know, with uh, technology wise and and mm-hmm. and uh, advanced uh, in the history of the world, and we don't have a plan to take care of the common cold. I mean, yeah, really, I think I think their plan right now is I think. To deny it is that the plan right now is, and if you listen, if you listen to what Trump is saying, seriously, if you listen to him, I think the plan is to close the borders, not let anybody in, because that is what Trump has wanted all along. It's it, he didn't, and I mean this. Yeah. He really did not want. He wants to just. If you're America, if you're in America, you're an American, you stay here. We're going to kick you out if you're not an American. I said this three years ago. Mm-hmm. This is his ultimate end goal. And I know I sound, I know what I sound like. No, I, I, I. But this, this virus is an excuse for him to make sure that people can't get out or in. I, I I could see that being part of his long game. Um, 
but I don't know. I hope I, I'm I, wrong. I swear I, to God, I hope I'm wrong. I hope you are too. But the thing, uh, I, I think the 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 freakiest thing about this is them. I mean, it, it feels to me like they're trying to see this as some kind of economic boon where we can, like, you know, yes, uh, I don't know, I don't even we're gonna, know we're exactly gonna... how to say it, other than they they're like, yeah, let China take a hit. We need it. We need no, a win. I actually think you're really on point with that. That's what they're trying to do. And, and it goes down to, to, you know, America first. This whole yeah. thing where we can do everything we need to do to take, to take care of America from within our borders. Mm-hmm. He's talked about it, where he wants, to, he wants to bring all of the manufacturing back. He doesn't want to have... Uh, he, didn't, he doesn't want NAFTA. He doesn't want to have people producing stuff outside of America and importing it into inside of America. He actually hasn't even promoted exporting things outside of America, if you think about this. Yeah. He doesn't like <clears throat> American, American-made products to be exported. This is why we have the tariffs. Yeah. And so... I think that right now, when you hear Cudlow and all these freaking right-wing, econ- you know, econo- you know, talking about the economics of this, this is this is a way for them to lock down the United States, and I think it's really dangerous. Well, I'll tell you what. He just asked for two point five billion dollars from Congress to combat the coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. And you know what he's going to do? Mm-hmm. Put it toward building wall. Yep. Oh. It won't be for research for a I vaccine. Think, I th- you know, so when we when we talk about how how um, Rush Limbaugh is accusing people of weaponizing the coronavirus to go after Trump, yeah, just remember everything that Rush Limbaugh says is the opposite, and I I'm afraid right, that yeah. they're weaponizing the coronavirus to make us a totally isolated nation state. Sort of like they did it with 9-11, right? I think it's worse than that. But yeah, I understand what you're saying. I think it's worse than that. With the Patriot Act. So now we'll have the Corona Act. Well, we will see. We have um, the Patriot Act. We because he did it. He has for $2.5 billion to, to, to combat the virus. But he didn't tell us how. Right. And mark my words, he'll take that two point and say, well, the way to com- combat the virus is to take that $2.5 billion and build more wall. Yeah. It-, uh, it does not sound crazy at all. We we had goodwill even after we passed the Patriot Act in the United States. We had goodwill from around the, the world. I, I don't know about that. Well... You know, again, look who uh, he's been palling around with, and who he's been pissing off. And you know, yep. tell me how 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 is it possible to have goodwill with nonsense like that going on? Sorry to be such a Debbie Downer, but That's I'm I'm nervous. I'm really nervous. I don't blame you. I don't blame you for being nervous. Um, but um. 
yeah so that was the, the you know that was um you know again hearing a pattern of you know these these economic assholes going on and saying oh well absolutely this is such a human tragedy but it's disgusting they're yeah, lo- and here's again the other thing. they're looking at when this they- to, to make some kind of win and it's gross that's the thing when they say that stuff we lost about 1500 points in the market yeah over the last two days this is not a win for any well again what did you say about rush limbaugh everything he says yes everything the i mean it's it's you know it's bizarre world you know up is down wrong is right uh you know it's just 50 pounds of bullshit in a one found bag what he, in, in essence he's saying is is that it's 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 a weapon deliberately set against Trump but it's nothing serious. Yeah. Well Here's the funny thing. It is seriously affecting the markets globally and here in the in our country. Mhm. And I don't know People are dying, and nobody knows how to contain the virus. So it's pretty serious on all of Like, if you, if you want to pretend like, oh, we don't have to worry about it, it's going to be great for the markets. It's not. And, and we should also be reminded there were market indicators before this virus. We were yeah. heading towards possible recession. Oh yeah, for a long time. We talked to our financial advisors about it last year. Um, so, it's not just something that just goes away. I'm not yeah, trying to be an alarmist. I'm no. I, I hope I'm not. I, I, I no. I, I share true. all your concerns. I share all your concerns. Um, absolutely. Um, but anyway, um, so now something I found to be quite interesting today is that everybody knows that asshole John Kennedy, Senator John Kennedy, a Republican from Louisiana. Um, I know him. He's a very smart man. Well, here's the thing. I cannot believe I'm going to say this, but I'm going to applaud his actions today in the Senate. It might have been from yesterday, but I think it was from today. Because... Uh um the um who is uh oh but joe before we uh, shit i forgot to play this for you before we uh get to this this is a can of campbell's soup <laughs> this in the can of campbell's soup well i just bought this can today at a 7-eleven down here the can of campbell's soup cool story um so <laughs> yeah so so here's uh uh Senator John Kennedy, with acting director of the Department of Homeland Security, Chad Wolf. Chad Wolf wasn't Chad. there. Wasn't there like a um, a sexy detective thriller series about somebody named Chad Wolf? I don't Chad know, Wolf. 
private yeah, dick. Sounds like a guy who raped a girl from sorority school. Oh wow, my that, name is Chad. That's dark. <laughs> oh, that was. Yes, it is dark. That, <laughs> took a dark uh, turn quickly. <laughs> Am I wrong? No, no. I just thought Ch- Chad Wolf kind of sounded like a a bad pulp, uh, like '60s '70s pulp guy. Um, in the 60s, Chad was okay. He was a blonde surfer dude, and then he had a son. And then he had a son. Who went, went to private. <laughs> Welcome to Chad Wolf fanfic. We're just going to be riffing on this guy for a little bit. Um, But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Uh, I want to, uh, yeah, listen to this, because Senator John Kennedy uh, pretty much ran this dope through the ringer. Um, and I was impressed. This is a Trump appointee, Chad Wolf, or semi temporary appointee. I don't even, how does that work? You know, are you an appointee if you're acting? I don't understand. Uh, but yeah, here's a Senator John Kennedy, um, just raking this guy over the coals and deservedly. So you're not going to believe the, the answers I'm sorry, you're going to believe it because he's part of the Trump administration. But wait until you hear some of the answers this dipshit gives regarding um, just, I don't know, basic little things that all of us probably already know about coronavirus. Here you go. Well, we have uh, 14 cases plus an additional, um, I believe it's 20 or 30 some odd cases that we uh, have uh, repatriated back into the U.S. from uh, a number of cruise ships. And how many are you anticipating? Again, uh, we're working with HHS uh, to, to determine that. How many are you anticipating? We do anticipate the number will grow. I don't, I don't have an exact figure for you, though. Do you have an estimate? Is someone, is someone modeling that? Do you have any way of guessing? Uh, again, HHS, through their medical professionals. Well, yes, are- sir, but you're head of Homeland Security, yes, sir. and your job is to keep us safe. Yes, sir. Do you know today how many uh, the experts are predicting? Uh, only uh, we only know that again we anticipate those numbers to grow in the u.s that's why we're making sure that our operations again at our airports land ports and elsewhere are but, flexible but you can't tell us how many your models are anticipating uh no senator again i would i would defer you to the uh, health and human services for that okay. cdc Don't you ought to check on that we will. As the head of Homeland Security? Absolutely. And again, we have task force members that are working this on every I'm, day. I'm, I'm all so, for committees and task forces. So we're coordinating with them but, to make sure that our operations... You're the secretary. I think you ought to know that answer. I understand that. Yes. Um, how, is, how is the coronavirus, tra- coronavirus transmitted? Uh, through a, a variety of ways, um, obviously human to human, we've seen that. Uh, and again, we're making sure that those procedures, as they come into the U.S., are medically screened so that we can identify those. How types. is it transmitted? A variety of different ways, Senator. Tell me what they are, Bush. Again, human to human uh, is what we've well, primarily human seen. Human to human, how? Uh, being in the same vicinity, uh, physical contact is usually uh, what we've seen from the medical cases that we've seen here in the U.S. Uh, we've had uh, several, I think, two to three uh, human-to-human cases that have showed up here in the U.S. So it's those that are closest to those individuals uh, that have that human contact. Um, what's the mortality rate so far? Nationwide, I believe it worldwide. Worldwide, I believe it's under two percent. How, how much under two percent? 
I, I'll get you an exact figure. I'll, I'll check with CDC on their monitoring uh, the worldwide mortality rate, and I will. I can get that for you. But you don't know the mortality rate today. It, it changes daily, Senator. Well, I understand that. Given What's about the it? average since we discovered the virus? Again, I, it's under 2%. It was as high as it, 3 Numbers were recalculated based on reporting is from China. Is it between 1.5 and, and 2? It's between 1.5 and, and 2%. Okay. What's the mortality rate for influenza over the last, say, 10 years in America? Uh, it's also... Uh, Right around that percentage as well. I don't have that offhand, but it's uh, right around two percent as well. You sure of that? It's a little bit, yes, sir. Okay. Um, Do we have enough respirators? To my knowledge, we do. I'm focused on making sure that our operators at at DHS make sure that they have the protective equipment. I know HHS, uh, as part of the supplemental, I. We just heard testimony that we don't. See. Testimony from. And a briefing. Okay. So your head of Homeland Security. For medical professionals or for, for, sorry, I don't understand the question. Your head of Homeland Security, do we have enough respirators or not? (laughs) For patients, I I don't understand the question. For everybody, every American who needs one who gets the disease. Uh, again, I would refer you to HHS on that. Mr. Secretary, my you're, budget you're, supports, you're, you're supposed to keep us safe. My budget supports the men and women you're of the, the Department Secretary of Homeland Security. You're the Secretary of Homeland Security. Yes, sir. And you can't tell me if we have enough respirators. What I would tell you is that the budget, my budget, our operations are focused not only on the men and women of DHS, making sure they're protected to do their jobs, to screen individuals coming in. We're working with HHS, CDC, and their budget to ensure that they have enough medical equipment. Do we have enough face masks? We, uh, for the Department of Homeland Security, we I'm do. I'm not asking for the Department of Homeland Security. Are you looking? I'm asking for the American people. For the, for the entire American public? Yes. No, I would say probably not. Okay, how short are we? I, I don't have that number offhand, Senator. I will get that for you. Okay. You but but I want to be sure I understand. You, somebody. Yes, sir. Is doing modeling. Yes, sir. On how many cases we're anticipating. Yes, sir. Just not aware of that. You're asking me a number of medical questions that I'm asking CDC you questions and HHS because the Secretary of are the Department on. of Homeland Security. Oh. And you're supposed to keep us safe. Yes, sir. And you need to know the answers to these questions. And. How far away are we from getting a vaccine? In uh, several months. Nope. Well, that's not what we just heard testimony about. Okay. Who's on first here? HHS is What's the on federal second? agency for the coronavirus response. You, you're telling me we're months away from having a vaccine. That's your testimony as, Chair, as Secretary of Homeland Security. What I have been told by HHS and CDC, yes. And you, have you probed that to make sure that's accurate? Yes. We continue uh, no. every day. We have task force meetings with those individuals and elsewhere talking about a number of these Well, issues. your numbers aren't the same as CDC's. Then I would, I would certainly defer to CDC on our medical questions. Well, don't you oh think you ought God. to contact them and find out whether you're right or we're they're in, right? We're in contact with them every day on, this ta- on our task force. But you don't know why you have a discrepancy. I would refer you to the CDC Mr. on specific Mr. Secretary, questions. Secretary, I'm going to hush here. You're, you're supposed to keep us safe, and the American people Senator, deserve some straight answers on the coronavirus. And Senator, I'm not I, getting them from you. I, I disagree. That's all I have, Madam Chair. Ooh. Okay, now watch this. I'm just going to break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. I'll say, uh, Senator John, uh, John Kennedy, right? Um, I'm going to give him an amen. I can't believe I'm doing amen. this. Let's call him Republican. Amen. 
Republican candidate. Yeah, he's right. I, I am really pissed. This fucking guy who was the head of D8 or acting head. I don't care if you're acting head or not. You need to come prepared. You need to come fucking prepared. Yeah, Chad. None of those questions, none of those questions that he was asked were out of the blue. Somebody sent him paperwork to say that these are the questions that you were going to be asked. That's the way it works. Well, to be fair, I think Chad might have had a late night uh, with with his bros, with his bros the night before. Yes, I think Chad went to high school with Brett Kavanaugh. Yeah, could uh, that a couple right. ski, skis? They called him Butt Wolf uh, back then. No, the think fact, the he, fact just... that he threw the home, uh, the Health and Human Services Department under the bus. What the fuck? Ask them, and they're and they're beneath the uh, Department of Homeland Security, as you pointed yes, out, right? Yes, it's all under that umbrella. And I'm I can I I did not hear this entire exchange. I heard parts of it. Hmm. I am really, really pissed because of that motherfucker needed to come with answers. Yeah. And what and did he, he didn't. bring? Yeah, he bought he brought a tablet full of doodles of boobies. Yeah, drawn by Brett Cap. <laughs> oh, boof. <laughs> boof and the wolf. Boof and the Woof. <laughs> it's a new buddy. It's a new buddy. A buddy uh, cop show. Boof and the Woof. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah. It, no, that really irritated. Me. I'm, I'm, I didn't mean to. Sorry, Joe. Just. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, keep the keep all that rage because uh, it, uh, it's worth. It, I didn't realize how late it was when we were getting to the end of that clip, but I had to let it run. So let's let's go to the break. And we'll pick up on uh, Chad Wolf acting DHS without a care in the world. That's his full title right there. Acting without DHS a care in the world. without a care in the world. Without a care in the world. Yeah. I uh, think, yeah, I think I, I think I saw that at the Senate hearing. Yeah. Oh my God. So, uh, all right, Wilbur, cough once if it's time to go to break. <laughs> All right, it's time to go to break. We'll be right back with more Turn Up Tonight right after this. Turn up the night. Something's going to happen. Remember where you are. You know what happens on this program. The people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's... Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock, right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal. Some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal. And rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. (laughs) 
Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. It is an idiot idea. Only macro. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you. God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. He's a Supreme Court justice who likes to do keg stands for fun and kicks. The other one is the acting head of the Department of Homeland Security without a care in the world with classic catchphrases like, I'll have to refer you to the CDC on that one. Together, they're the boof and the woof. Fridays on NBC. <laughs> so, I'm just kind of whipped that up in my head. <laughs> but, that was great. Thanks. Oh and, and of course, w- welcome back, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. <laughs> The wolf and the boof. <laughs> the boof and the woof. <laughs> so, and, uh, of course, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the, the Electric City. Welcome back to you. Thanks. I'm choking. Okay. <laughs> I have the coronavirus. Oh, no. So, oh, no. You, oh, you got what no. Wilbur had. <laughs> yeah. Do I heal? <laughs> uh, yeah, Chad, Chad missed, the, missed the mark on that one, didn't he? Holy shit, did he? Um, by, by the way, Chris Hayes just uh, corrected uh, something he said on that clip. Oh yeah. He if if you if you the clip you just played before the break, he said that uh, he said how many deaths uh, are from the coronavirus? Like two percent. He says, well, how does that compare with uh, you know regular flu outbreaks? Yeah. Is that about the same? Well, it's not about the same. Regular flu outbreaks is like one tenth of one percent deaths yeah that's the same okay so it's significantly higher yeah okay significantly high just for the record yeah that's disturbing that's based two percent based on the globe like well two percent of a million people right is twenty thousand people yeah so if you have a million people infected which isn't a stretch because you know there's seven and a half billion in the world so if a million people got it and two percent of them die, that's twenty thousand people. That's pre- yeah, pretty that's, fucking big uh, uh, deal. That's alarming. It's really alarming. It is. And it's something that our fucking government should be on top of. We used to be on top of this shit. Now I'm just angry. I'm really angry. My arms are flailing like Kermit. Our, our government used to be on top of this shit because we had. A health and human services department that was on top of it. We had the CDC that was on top of it. We had the National Institute of Health that was on top of it. And and all of these departments actually had a person in the White House. In the White House. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just talking about Obama. I'm talking about Bush and all of who they they reported to that one person. That one one person was the clear who said, okay, HHS is saying this, DHS is saying this, NIH mm-hmm. is saying this. And th- we don't have that person in the White House right now. 
I'm really angry because this is the dismantling. This is proof of the dismantling of our government. We are facing a pandemic. I pray to God it doesn't happen. But if it does happen and it comes to America, it is completely on top and it is at the feet of the Trump administration because they dismantled all of the stop gaps. All of them. Prevent yeah. this from happening. You're not wrong. Rant over. I'm sorry. That's okay. Oh Lord, I I might need to. Who I might need to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> Maybe you should. Um, and so uh, so yeah. <laughs> did I did 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 I break was did I break up? It's breaking up a little bit, but it's not terrible. Oh, damn it. So. It's a, no, your whole point came across. So, um, but yeah, I mean, this, you know, I'm angry. Cud I'm we've sad got and I'm upset. Cudlow, Ross, and Wolf. That's not a law firm, everyone. <laughs> um, <laughs> sounds it's not like a doctor's group either. No, no, definitely not brain surgeons. Um, the, these guys. You know, I mean, it's one thing to hear from a financial advisor, you know, economic advisor. Um, it's it's one thing to hear from Wilbur Ross, who we know is just like, you know, he doesn't care. He's a billionaire and he doesn't give a shit about anybody. Um, and. Uh, but with Chad Wolf. Acting director of the Department of Homeland Security. Yeah, I get it. I get it. There's a learning curve, Chad. But holy shit. To not know some simple, some of these simple answers off the top of your head. Or, or you know, or it shows that he has no regard for what his responsibilities truly are. That's basically it. I think he doesn't know what he's doing at all. Well, you know, so that's a welcome to the club for, you know, the Trump cult. I mean, I, I does anybody know what his, what his, you know, resume is? Probably gave a million dollars to Trump's campaign. That sounds about right. Because mm -hmm. he did not sound like he knew what he was talking about. He most certainly oh. did not. So, uh, Chad Wolf, let's look up but Chad even Wolf. If even if it was true what he said, I mean, which, you know, 2% are going to die. I think it was, what I heard was more like 2.8%, mm -hmm. which is now even significantly higher. Um, that's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. We don't even know, okay, of those people who have died so far, we don't know if it's the young, the old, the middle-aged, the sick. We don't have, unless I've missed it. We don't have statistics. China uh, isn't providing them. Oh, and if even United if they were, States do you think we, do you think they would wouldn't be manipulating that flow of information? Yeah. And again, that's another problem, Ken. I mm -hmm. mean, we just don't know. Like, you know, when it comes to the flu, people generally who have the, who die of the flu, they don't have the shot, or they're elderly. Yeah. Or they're not healthy in general. We don't know anything about this when it comes to this virus. Well, somebody and said this on Nicole Sanders today. 
our site, Nicole Wallace. Uh, uh, this may be his. May, uh, you cut out there, Joe. Say it again. You cut out. Joe. I said this may be his Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I. You know, it could be, and it pisses me off because we shouldn't have another Katrina. We shouldn't have another 9-11. We shouldn't have another one of the... Yeah. Please forgive me. I'm angry. That's because fine. Because I want to know, like, if, if... If coronavirus, and it will, I do think it will come to the states. I want to know... Well, it's here what already. Segments of, what segments of society have to be more concerned than others? Is it going to wipe out your grandparents? Is it going to wipe out? I, well, I think we're we're looking at the, you know you want to look at the it's not dissimilar to the flu, so it's going to be you uh, senior citizens, it's going to be you know lower income individuals, people without health care, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's going to be healthcare workers, it's going to be um, people who you know. Anybody who works in the in the public sector, customer service, things like that. I mean, it, you know, it's going to be a, a, a lot of a lot of different people. But we know who the most vulnerable would be, and obviously that's going to be senior citizens and people without proper health care. And, and, and young, and young, and and young, yeah, and babies. Thank you, Joe. And so here's the thing. This is where. I am so angry at this administration. Y'all could have had that wall ready to go. Y'all could have, y'all could have, we had, we had infrastructure in place. Obama and before, this is not just Obama. I mean, before Obama, we had that infrastructure in place to get ready to mobilize for something like, SARS didn't happen. If I remember correctly, SARS happened during the Bush administration. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Uh, I I couldn't tell you at this point. But we had the infrastructure in place because this is what our American government was meant to do. We Mm. were meant to be, you know, the wall to say, look, you have a problem over there way over there on the other side of the world. We have science to help stop this. We will share it with you. Mm-hmm. And this administration has torn it apart, and I'm very nervous. And I need to calm down. Calm down. So, uh... Calm down, because I, only Trump could fix it. No, see, now you got me going again, Joe. Joe! <laughs> What are you doing? No, oh, I know. I'm such a. So I know. What's but wrong I, with me? Do you, do you guys think? Am I wrong? No. No. Nope. No. This is. A, this is. This is. This is. Look. This is what's happening with climate change. Only something like this happens much faster. Yes. And more intense. But it's the same thing. They have turned their back on science. They have gutted every department that has scientists and doctors and researchers in them. They don't believe in science. They believe in voodoo. Okay, that's what he believes in. He believes that he'll say it's going away and then it goes away. Because he, Trump says so. Yeah. 
as, and his as, followers are probably the most vulnerable who are going to end up dying from coronavirus because what? they're the ones that don't have health care, depend on Medicare, Medicaid, all the things he wants to take away from them. All the people he don't care about, except when they come to his rallies. Has coronavirus hit India? Uh, if it hasn't, it should, it probably will at any minute because, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's in the Middle East. So it's, you know, Iran and did you say Syria, Joe? Has it shown up in Syria yet? Uh, Iran. Yeah. So yeah, I heard about Iran, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really only a matter of time until, you know, cause India is kind of sandwiched in there right uh yeah, yeah. if so, it isn't it's, it's it's just a matter of time yeah but yeah you know uh you know i don't uh, but it, this these these maniacs it's like basically it'll go away it'll go away when it's not bad enough to for for trump to feel like it needs to be addressed you know it's it. It'll it'll go away when it falls off of people's lips, right? So far, there have been um, the most cases on mainland China, South Korea, Italy, Japan, Iran, Singapore, Hong Kong, U.S., Thailand, Taiwan, Bahrain, Australia, Malaysia, Germany, Vietnam, France, United Arab Emirates, U.K., Canada, Kuwait, Macau. Spain, Philippines, India, Russia, okay. Oman, Austria. <laughs> okay, it goes on. Yeah, honestly, I saw I saw that map today, and the um, only mm. continent Antarctica is not touched. Okay, Antarctica. Mm-hmm. But that's America. melting, so we don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. There's right? the wind. There's the wind. Trump was looking for. There it, it is. Uh, South America hasn't been hit. I didn't. South America um, doesn't look on the map I'm like. Not sure about Australia. Yeah, Australia. They're on here too. Right. Australia. You got to build the wall to get, keep all those healthy people from south of the border. Huh? So basically, what we're what we're telling everybody, God, God, I hate this, hate this administration. You can't come into the country if you're South America. South America at this point must be like, well, that's okay with us. They we may don't build have a wall coronavirus. Now. They may build a wall now. Yeah, so really. Like, Keep Mexico, us <laughs> Mexico, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's quite stunning. It's quite stunning all around. It, that you know, I mean, I I really think, I really believe that yeah, it's gonna go away as soon as as soon as it just the the as soon as it, it just starts to die down a little bit, then they can just change. Now it. I see why he wanted to buy Green Greenland. They don't have any. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, not for sale, Trump. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean, this is uh. This is bonkers time, right? There's nothing, nothing good about any of this. I just, I. The thing is, is that I wish I understood more about the virus. Mm-hmm. And and I, I sincerely mean this. I wish I understood more about the virus, 
so we can protect ourselves individually. Yeah. And in the past, what I'm so disappointed about is that in the past, our, our country, the United States of America, would have been mobilized to get us informed the same way. I said this earlier in the show, same way we were informed about Ebola. Because when that that whole thing came down, I I was scared. Oh, but as you should have been, yeah. I, I trusted our government to tell us the truth. Yeah. And, you know, we didn't have Ebola outbreak in the United States. I don't trust our government right now, and I hate that. Yeah. I hate that I don't. All right, you you cut out there. What was that? You hate the what? I hate the fact that I don't trust our government right now. It makes me sad. I don't. I don't know if I want to say hate, but it makes me really sad. This government gives me no reason to trust it. Yeah. Did I break out again? No, I no. You came through one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. There. There. I mean. I was, I was even just going to make a dumb joke and say, oh, don't worry. I'm sure the head of Homeland Security will come out and rest this, you know, put all of our minds at ease, right? Yeah. Kenny, what are you eating? I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm putting things away in little plastic bags. <laughs> so oh. I'm, I'm sorting through some of my <laughs> customizing pieces and parts. And I'm sorry for calling you out on that, but I was like... That? No. Are you eating yeah, Snickers? I should. No, I, I was. I was delicately trying to put these small little parts into a tiny bag, and I dropped one, and I'm really pissed off because I can't see it. Uh, I'll, I'll find it later. But uh, but yeah, no, you're it's the glory of Discord. Yeah, I know. Uh, definitely a lot higher def than before. Um, but the question is, who's high and who's deaf? Um. Apparently Republicans. What? what? <laughs> so, uh, all right. Well, uh, on that note, it is time to go to the break, Joe. Unless there's anything you wanted to get in there last minute before we uh, we go. Joe? Joe, you there, buddy? Well, Joe. I'm assuming we didn't lose him. Maybe. Uh... No, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, okay, I'm here. there we go. Yeah, this this damn. I said on the button again. <laughs> It'll happen. It's, it happens. It'll happen. No, nothing to add. Let's go to break. All right. Let's. Uh, I think I'm going to give out cold medicines to everyone in oh, the chat. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Oh. Um, I'll I'll uh, I'll throw in a f- everybody. A, I'm going to give them Coronas. Oh, oh okay. Okay. I'm, I'll give some homeopathic uh, remedies for everybody. <laughs> ah. Uh, yes. Uh, so brought I to hope you. Nobody's homeophobic. Brought to you by the hit comedy, <laughs> the hit NBC comedy, The Boof and the Woof, premiering this fall, <laughs> only on NBC, uh, TGI Fridays. Um, hey, thank goodness it's funny. Sorry, I'm trying to remember. What was the name <laughs> of that? Just Perfect Strangers with Balky. Well, that was part of the oh, T. Yeah. The that was the NBC TGIF lineup. Thank goodness it's funny. Oh my God, you have to find that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, all right, I'm gonna get a flashlight. Perfect strangers. 
Yeah, Perfect Strangers. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to yeah. go get a flashlight and find this stupid part. So, um, Green News Report, they're back. They're back, baby. Um, but were you going to say something else, Joe, before we go? Nope. All right. All Not right. Good. Break time. We'll be right back after this. Oop, after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth talking, jive talking, street thug. KennyPick.com. It's Tuesday, February 25, 2020. You want a total ban on natural gas extraction, fracking in the next five years. Climate change gets a moment at the Nevada Democratic debate. The barricades must now come down. Natural gas pipeline protesters blockade Canadian rail lines. Climate impact of oil and gas production worse than previously known. Plus, Tech Resources is walking away from its proposed $20 billion oil sands mine. Big oil company drops Alberta tar sands mine. All of those stories and more straight ahead from Bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. This is an existential threat. You know what that means, Chuck? Yes, he knows what that means, Bernie. That means we're fighting for the future of this planet. I know. I know, Bernie. We're trying. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, good news, I think. Uh, We have once again seen the climate crisis come up in a Democratic presidential debate in a rather substantive manner. Yeah, it got some serious attention in the Nevada Democratic presidential debate. Not that you would know it because they were all fighting with each other, so everyone talked about that instead of the substance, but you know. Other than that, though, on the broadcast, we analyzed that climate section in depth with policy experts who said that the climate policies of Senator Bernie Sanders and Senator Elizabeth Warren are most aligned with targets indicated by climate science. A major policy difference, however, among the Democratic presidential contenders is whether to ban fracking for oil and gas. Sanders and Warren call for a ban, but former Vice President Joe Biden, Senator Amy Klobuchar, former Mayor Pete Buttigieg, and billionaire Michael Bloomberg call natural gas a transition fuel on the path to decarbonization, accompanied by more stringent regulation and oversight of the industry. A transition to what? But on the broadcast, climate policy expert Dr. Leah Stokes of UC Santa Barbara warned that that's not what the science indicates. To limit warming to 1.5 degrees Celsius, we cannot build any new fossil fuel infrastructure. That is what the research shows. So yes, if we talk about what the next Democratic administration should do, they should begin the process as soon as possible to start phasing that out. And now a disturbing new study warns that the oil and gas industry has had a far worse impact on the climate than previously thought. The study concluded that methane leaks from oil and gas production may have been underestimated by as much as 40 percent. Methane is a more potent greenhouse gas than carbon dioxide over shorter time periods. So if further studies can confirm these findings, it could mean that we are in store for more warming sooner than predicted. Well, who could have predicted that? 
Meanwhile, the growing spread of the coronavirus has triggered a downturn in oil stocks and the broader stock market over fears that the virus will impact global economic growth. The impact of the virus on economic activity has already cut China's demand for oil, and that has caused China's greenhouse gas emissions to drop about 25 percent. Yay, coronavirus. Well, the reduction in China's emissions is, of course, only temporary, but experts say that the outbreak high highlights the vulnerability of the global economy to unpredictable shocks. Don't worry, we'll have another global pandemic and everything will be just fine. More bad news for big oil. A Finland government research report warns that the economics of the oil industry are increasingly unsustainable. And it arrives at the somewhat shocking conclusion that, quote, the economic viability of the entire global oil market could come undone within the next few years. Wow, maybe that's what Jim Cramer over at CNBC was talking about just a week or two ago when he advised people to get out of fossil fuel stocks. Meanwhile, in Canada, on Monday, police began arresting anti-pipeline protesters who have blockaded and shut down major rail networks across the country. It's in support of the First Nations Wet'suwet'en tribe. The tribe opposes the construction of a new natural gas pipeline through their territory in northern British Columbia. The tribe's hereditary chiefs say they do not consent to the project on their lands. Finally, a New York Times analysis finds that some of the world's largest financial institutions are divesting from companies that get revenue from Canada's destructive tar sands oil project. They must have been listening to Jim Cramer. The increasingly uneconomic outlook for the project, also combined with growing public pressure, has caused a major driller to drop out. On Monday, Canadian firm Tech Resources withdrew its application to construct a massive new $20 billion tar sands mine in Alberta. Wow, that's good news. Does that mean there won't be enough juice to run through the Keystone XL pipeline now? Probably not. Really? Yeah. There's always more, isn't there? Yeah. For much more on all of these reports and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Don't forget, you can download our reports anytime via Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, or Google Play. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyen. And this has been your Green News Report. This is Indie Media Weekly, extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier in a $20 hole. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! <laughs> I cough honky. Uh, yeah. So, welcome back to the show, everybody. Uh, the Tuesday edition, Turn Up the Night, 2-25-2020. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. I should have introduced Rain first, but why not bring I'm Joe here. in? So, 
But hi, Rain. I, I don't know. Why, why not? <laughs> well, hi, I, well, I should should have saved you for a second for name calling. Uh, and of course, yes, welcome back. Uh, I found this small piece. I got a flashlight and I found the small piece I lost, but I couldn't. I f- only found one of them, sadly. But uh, anyway, and uh, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Hello. I just want to say, yeah. I think if we're going to do a sitcom called The Boof and the Woof, yes. We need the growing. The growing pains theme? Yep. Everywhere you look, everywhere. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> um, I oh God, I hate that show so much. <laughs> Is there, did I do the Full House one? Either the Full House one or the or, or the uh, Growing no, Pains one. Oh, I can't remember. I don't. know. They're both equally they as might terrible. They've been the same. They might have been the same. <laughs> Why not? You know what? I want the small wonder theme song. That's what I want. You guys remember? Do you remember Small Wonder, which was about a little girl, but that was really a robot? Of course, I don't. Of course, I don't know that. (laughs) It was a sitcom. She was adorable. Um, So, and anyway, Joe Santoris of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Do you remember Small Wonder? Um, vaguely. She's a small wonder. <laughs> I don't even remember how it goes. It's something like that. But, um, yeah. And don't get her angry or steam will start coming out her ears. Uh, some shit like that. Jeez. Uh, but no, I don't remember that. Yeah. Sometimes she malfunctions in the most adorable ways. <laughs> uh Without a care in the world. Robot malfunctions. Yeah. So, she had a great catchphrase. Uh, it was, uh, I have to refer you to the CDC on that one. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the, the canned laughter for that? You know, I'll have to refer you to the CDC on that one. Uh, do I do I have there, here we go. Well, let me let me try okay, it again. I just got that. Here, let me l- let me try it again. <laughs> I'll have to refer you to the CDC on that one. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and uh, and then then Boof comes in. Is like you'll never guess where I just was. Where were you, Boof? I just did 12 keg stands in a row. <laughs> Here comes a guy coughing at the end. Is that Wilbur Ross? <laughs> I think, oh my God. I'm kind of waiting for Wilbur Ross to do that whole... Hey! <laughs> It's where, where chicken soup. And where he just kind of drops dead, and then oh. Wolf and Wolf say, Oh, Wilbur. And then we have a very special episode. Oh, a very special episode, you say. Uh, have you ever seen that funny or have you seen that funny or die video special, a very special episode? No, I have not. Oh, it's so funny. It's it's basically they take an old uh, very special episode of of a sitcom from the eighties. 
and they uh and this guy like speed narrates it and they show scenes of it and like it's really snarky too about you know like how things didn't age well you know like i think there was like there's one they did a mr belvedere episode about like um a a kid that the kid that had aids and then they did he did a different strokes he did the different strokes one where like uh, a pedophile was like taking or no it wasn't different strokes i forget what, what show it was there was some show where they they invited kids over to take like lewd and lascivious photographs of them and you know just weird shit like that Oh yeah, there was a different Strokes one because yeah, what was it? Gor- Gordon Jump from WKRP, um, who played. Yeah, there Mr. was a different Strokes episode where it was kind of, it got really close to the. Yeah, the pedo- Yeah, it was like a pedophile, the uh, pedophile neighbor, or something that yes. was played was played by Gordon Jump, who was uh, who did he play on WKRP? Uh, Mister, uh, the 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 station owner, manager, whatever. So. Oh. Oh, the bald guy? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't. So. Well, anyway, I anyway. think there could be a boof and the wolf. Yeah. With the there could be. There could be. I'm hearing. Yeah, it's my phone. I'm going to try and take this call real quick. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm going to play your jingle, Joe. So, oh, no, too late. Okay. I missed it. So, I'll try and call him back while you do name calling. Um, so, all right, yeah, let, let's go ahead and get the name, but check that out. It's a funnier die series called a very special episode. There's tons of them. You'll be, you'll fall down the YouTube hole on it. Mr. Carlson. Thank you, Kat. Um, Mr. Carlson. Yeah. Yes. So he was the Maytag repairman, uh, the second Maytag repairman too, I believe. So, um, who was always bored because Maytags never broke down. And so he was bored, and he went after little children. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I was looking for the laugh track for you there, but I seem to have lost it already. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, there you go. But in the meantime, Boof, <coughs> Boof did go after little girls. Oh, anyway, yeah. let's move on. All right. T- uh, time for name calling. Here we go, Joe. Hey, Joe. Go to Sprint with me. They place where dreams come true. There is no such thing as an appropriate joke. That's why it's a joke. I say it ain't so joke. I'm going to have to be taking your car today to have some top-secret clown business that supersedes any plans that you might have for this here vehicle. Here we go. <laughs> Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy one. We could jam and Joe's garage. What's the matter, kid? Don't you like clowns? Okay. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Biscuits it is. And cold medicine. Okay. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna. It's cold medicine. Yeah, I want everybody to be protected. If my government won't do it, we at Turn Up the Night will do it for yes. them. Yes, that was my sister-in-law. At least the, at least the people. Well, I'll give your sister-in-law some cold medicine too. Sure. Okay, here's the people in the chat. Adam, Adam, 
Adam, I'm going to give you some mucinex. Um. Okay. It's a good one. Uh, severe congestion and cough. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd like Robert, to give. I'd like to give him. Get- I'd like to give him a hunk of bane as well. To keep away werewolves. To keep away wolves and boofs. Wolfsbane. How about Bobber? Well, no. You want to yeah. give? You oh, you Bob, go ahead. You um, go ahead, and then I'll chime in with the homeopathic remedy. I, I okay. Shit. I was gonna give Bobber honey. Honey. Okay. And and. Yep. Okay. And and do you have a homeopathic? Yeah, spoonful of charcoal. Remedy? Spoonful of charcoal. Spoonful of char- That'll do it. We'll make the medicine go down. Okay, Psy Guy. I'm going to give him Alka-Seltzer Plus. Oh. How about that's that? That's my go-to. Plop, my plop, go-to. fizz, fizz. Oh, what a relief it is. Alka-Seltzer, Alka-Seltzer Plus. Alka-Seltzer Plus. <laughs> yes. That, that is serious. Okay, okay, we have Francie. <gasps> oh, oh Francie. Go ahead. Go ahead. You have something for Francie? Uh, no. Um, oh. I was going to give her some colloidal, colloidal silver. Oh, not too much of that. She'll turn blue. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll give her uh, Tylenol cold. All right. Um, Heather. 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 I'm going to give Heather Sudafit. I think you should burn okay. some sage. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> we'll burn some sage, too. <laughs> All right, that'll uh, stuff up the old sinuses. And Jay Collie, Jay Collie could have, uh, well, he probably has puppies. I'll give him Pediacare. How's that? Sure. And to go with that, uh, hot coffee enema. Ah, uh, hot. What? No, that's, that's <laughs> cool. No. Chamomile, that's chamomile tea enema, enemas are good. Um, oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cat, cat. Um, I'm gonna give it a Claritin 24 hour. That'll go nicely with the power crystal I have picked out for. Her. Okay. Not cold medicine, people. <laughs> Claritin medicine. Well, you know, we're we're medicine. trying to cover it all. You know, it's, it's a pandemic here. We can't. Uh, whatever's in the box, we got to give out here. This is America. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. All right. Uh, Kenny Pick. Let's see, Kenny. What could I give you? Can I give Kenny Pick? Yeah, you go ahead. I got. I got this. I got this. Go ahead. He gets. He gets. Okay, hold on. I got it right in front of me right now. Mm -hmm. I get my glass. He gets phenylephrine hydrochloride. Fast acting relief of nasal congestion, sinus congestion. Sinus pressure and swollen nasal membrane. Oh, terrific! Wow. You blow, you blow it up your nose. Blow it up your nose oh. like the boof blew a beer bong up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next on our list is Ken Senior. Well, hi, Dad. Ken. Get oh, your dad something for. Cold. Okay, some homeopathic uh, remedy. Homeopathic, Let's see here. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Um, I think uh, he's, he already took some last year, but I think it's about time. It's a reminder for him. I, I think you need to get some hearts flea and tech medicine again, Dad. So, oh, oh. 
Nah. Do you remember when he said that? Oh. When he when he told came on the show and told the joke about you know I, I took the wrong medicine and I, the doctor said I'd be okay you know but the good news is I won't have fleas or ticks for a month. So, so <laughs> he scared the crap out of me with that too because he's like oh, I took the wrong medicine the other day and I was like what? Yeah, and then he's like yeah it's a joke. <laughs> I was like why I oughta. So anyway. Why I oughta. I oughta. Okay. I'll, I'll give him some leave to help his pain. Um, next is cool black dude, Joey. What are we going to give Joey? I'm going to give him Robitussin. Oh. Robitussin. That's the good shit. Sugar-free. Sugar-free Robitussin. Okay. That's All good right. stuff. And to go with that, I think uh, a nice homeopathic recipe for him to uh, would be to... Uh, Drink the oil of two full cans of sardines, not the ones in mustard sauce, unless you really like mustard. But yeah, I would do that with a pinch of cayenne pepper, and that'll cure okay. something. I see. Yeah, it'll cure your yeah. of your life. Your life, <laughs> yes. It'll, you will never get sick again. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. uh, cayenne <laughs> pepper and sardine oil. God, you guys have a pretty low threshold for what will kill you. (laughs) He'll die on the the can. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, it's a good, it's a natural laxative. I know. No, no, Joe's not wrong. Because you eat that, you'll like get upset, you'll throw up, and you'll fall on the can of sardines. Meow, <laughs> meow goodness says, meow, meow goodness says, I'm really putting the pathic in homeopathic. Actually, these are my homeopathetic. These are my homeopathetic. Uh, homeopathic? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm going to skip. Joe's right. Joe's right. You're going to fall on the cut hand. I'm going to skip myself because I don't want anything like oh, this. Um, no, I don't. All right. You want to give me a homeopathic uh, I, remedy? I, yeah. No, I, I want you to take. Homeopathic. I want you to go uh, take some magic beans after you climb a Actually, beanstalk. Joe and the Joe okay. and the beanstalk. Joe and the beanstalk. What? If you if, if you want to live, you gotta eat some gravy with gravy. balls. With what? You're Italian. Gravy and balls. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. Now with our famous hot gravy. Okay. All right, uh, meow goodness, meow goodness. Um, I'm gonna give him catnip. Oh, okay, <laughs> that was kind of more in my wheelhouse, but that's that's good. Yeah, um, it was, it was. <laughs> well, uh, you know, uh, let me see. Um, uh, oh, they call it mellow yellow. Smoke some banana peels, that'll get you super high. Oh my god. Well, you you won't get better, but you'll feel better. I I actually uh, do believe now, now after listening to this, that mm-hmm. this entire show will probably be endorsed by DHS and NH and Big Pharma. Because because we sure we have a better answer to the coronavirus. I than think they do. I think everything they're going to be like, yep, here, yep, they got it. Virus people, they got us covered. Oh yeah, I okay, mean, we, have- we could be new uh, interim appointees uh, to some of these. Uh, <coughs> yeah, things. yeah, temps, temps. <laughs> we have uh, Michelle in South Florida. I I'm gonna give, give her, her Theraflu. Can I give oh, her Theraflu? Thera- you could. Yeah, go ahead. Theraflu. Good one. Theraflu works. Yeah. You know what? 
uh, I don't think it'll really. It, 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 it might cure you temporarily, but uh, let's just say a nice hot toddy. Hot toddy. That, cool. that is always He's good. ever against a hot toddy. Mm, no, it's even not really. It's. It, I mean, it just makes you feel better because it has alcohol in it, really. I mean, it's hot, so the steam, you know, but it's not really medicine. And if you're looking for sex, you could have a Todd hottie. Oh, <laughs> well, if we're going to talk about Todd Hottie, I'm pretty sure it's Chad Wolf. See, Next any relation person. to Joe Stool? Oh, God damn it. Oh, here, I knew, I knew Joe Stool was <laughs> By Just, the way, if yeah. you take too much ibuprofen, which I'm going to give to President, mm-hmm. your stool will turn black. <laughs> oh, my God. But, uh, okay, I gave ibuprofen to <laughs> oh, our studio audience loves the black stool jokes. Uh, yes, I know they they love any stool joke actually, any sure. color. Joe stool. Uh, so you have a homeo- <laughs> oh. You have a homeopathic meow goodness. Um, yeah, meow goodness. Uh, uh homeopathic. Oh, would, sorry, no, no, we did present, meow goodness present, already. Present. President, President, um, I'll say you should have, um, oh God, I'm running out of homeopathic stuff. I don't know that much stuff about it. Uh, how about some, uh, how about a, a spoonful of chalk from the cliffs of Dover? That works. I've heard that that's actually, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And sugar makes the medicine go down. Yeah. Okay. Um, Somebody should write a song about that. Let's see. Ah. We have a rain. Yes. I'm going to give you um, contact cold and flu. How's that? Contact. Me? Yeah, contact. Contact. Yeah. Okay. It's, oh. it's a mild, you know, mm-hmm. it's a mild thing. It'll put you to sleep. Um, we, I'll give you, you, a, you can have a, a big, big, uh, lukewarm cup of, uh, uh, orange peel. <laughs> no, of, uh, uh, <laughs> warm water with wheat germ. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's wow. good. That, it goes good with, uh, cider too. Sure. Peach, oh. peach cider. Um, oh God. No, what? <laughs> And then, then you make a reduction and you make a pizza sauce out of it. No. You put sliced peaches <laughs> topping on it. I have no idea how disgusting Sliced peaches. <laughs> and then you, then you sprinkle on extra wheat germ instead of, like, you know, cornmeal for the crust. You use wheat germ instead. Yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I'm going to eat the wheat germ and yeah. digest it. And then... <laughs> No, no, no. Separate, Separate wheat germ. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Different wheat germ. Theo. We're not that. We're not that twisted. Theo, Theo is gonna I get am. the. Theo, I'm gonna give you Zycam. How's that? Mm. All right. Well, that'll and probably go perfectly with the necklace of garlic that I'm gonna give him to keep away uh, <laughs> Dracula. And of course, you can okay, also use the. Works. You can chew up that garlic, and that that's actually a good. Uh, Antioxidant and will help keep uh, colds away. Let's see, Tim Coromal. I have to keep him awake, right? Oh, okay. So I'm going to give him Dayquil. Dayquil. Oh. oh okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, Dayquil. Well, nobody's anybody else. I'll help him out, and I'm. I'll tell you uh, what. You've heard of chewing tobacco, right? Yeah, well, like Copenhagen. Yeah, or like snuff in the can, like Skull. I want to give Tim a little tin full of ground ginseng that he can put between his lip and gum to help keep him awake. And nobody, okay. I don't know why if you have a cold you'd want to be awake, but okay. I thought you said you had to keep him awake. Didn't you say you had to keep him awake? Only if they have a concussion. Oh. Well, that's to help. I'm helping him out. Or, or, or Or as Trump would say, a headache. <laughs> oh yeah, headache. headache. Yeah. Okay. And uh, last but not least, and this is all Kenny's. I'm not even touching this one. Trojan rabbit. Oh, uh, Trojan rabbit. Um, yeah. Gonna give you Sir Robin would, would a want. tall, piping hot glass of rich, dreamy, brave Sir Robin. Bravely bold Sir Robin brought forth from Camelot. He was not afraid to die. Oh, brave Sir Robin. He was not at all afraid to be killed in nasty ways. Brave, 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 brave Sir Robin. He was not in the least bit scared to be mashed into a pulp. Or to have his eyes gouged out and his elbows broken. To have his kneecap split and his body burned away. And his limbs all hacked and mangled, brave Sir Robin. His head smashed in and his heart cut out and his liver removed and his bowels unplugged and his nostrils raped and his bottom burnt off and his penis... That's, that's, uh, that's enough music for now, lads. <laughs> Don't say penis in this house! Yeah. <laughs> uh, good audience response. Sounds like it would be, um, it maybe would help his cold. Maybe what would Don't help his think? cold, huh? Sir Robin's cold. Oh, yeah. 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 Just all of it. Definitely going to need to uh, give him a, a gallon of Neosporin, too. For all you those don't o- want to ingest Neosporin. For all those potential open wounds he had by the end of the song. Yeah, but if you bash <laughs> yeah. up all that stuff and drink it, be delightful and he'll survive. It would be. Any birthdays? <laughs> Moving oh, on. Wait, wait, wait. It was Sh- Sharky's birthday. Oh, Sharky. Is it his third? Sharky's birthday is coming up on the 28th of February. Oh. Is he three? Is he three? And he was, he'll be three, and here's another one. Sharky was born on the 28th, and the rest of his litter were born on March 1st. Yeah. So he was, he was the only one of the litter born in February. The rest of the litter were born in March. He was the first one out of the chute. The chute. And uh, and midnight. That's what we're calling it now, people. The, the chute. chute. Out of the chute. All right, here we go. I got a special special birthday uh, for Sharky right now. I just lined it up here. So here you go, Sharky, if you're listening. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! <laughs> 
I know what kind of guy you were. I never would have agreed to work with you. <clears throat> are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? What was that? I'm sorry, I didn't catch it. Would you repeat it? Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? Oh, Christ. Hey, look, you two assholes. Calm the fuck down. Hey, come on. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends. Welcome to my birthday. So there we go. You gonna bark all day, little doggy, or you gonna bite? Hopefully, don't bite, Sharky. Good please. old, good old oh. Sharky. Yeah. Well, I guess we should have done that on Friday because Friday will be his birthday. Well, I'll come up with a, another thing. I think I had. There's a dog barking that I, I lost the audio clip. I actually have a dog barking along with Happy Birthday. Somebody's playing a harmonica and the dog's barking along. I really need to get that for pet birthdays, right? So, uh, <laughs> so uh, all right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to the break when we come back. Um, I got something else I want to play for you guys, and uh, it involves. Uh, well, I got a couple things. I got a couple things. I won't. I won't spoil it. Um, but yeah, so a couple, a couple different news stories we'll talk about when we come back. Uh, so hang tight. We'll be right back with another hour of this magnificent edition of Turn Up the Night right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com. Light out everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. (laughs) Yet another thing. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. What you're about to see is nothing short of a miracle. So revolutionary that at this point in time, there is nothing else like it anywhere. You may ask yourself, how is this possible? Computers, that's how. He has a machine and a cord right out of his computer. Prepare to make computer to computer contact. That is a idea. Holy mackerel. The internet, that's the one with email, right? You've got mail. Yeah, who said that? Thank you! God bless the internet. That's where the real action is. Come on and take a look. This could be very interesting indeed. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com, Worldwide Radio for Humans, February 25th, 2020. And hello, Francie. I see you have your headphones on. I wanted to see how this sounded. Uh, and of course, uh, welcome back. Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C. Hello. Suddenly you got very sexy, Kenny. Well, you know, every once in a while I have my moments. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Joe Santorsis, Grant, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Welcome back to you, sir. Thank you. I'm glad I'm not having a sexy moment. I'm having a Bernie Sanders moment right now. You could oh, have boy. a sexy moment. Joe, I'm having, I'm having a senior, senior moment. Oh boy. Uh, so anyway, 
Uh, welcome back. Uh, yeah, what I want to talk about, uh, uh, this is, uh, I think I want to talk about the more serious of the two stories in this segment. Um, because, um, uh, as we all know, uh, we heard that, uh, Harvey Weinstein has been found guilty, uh, on what was it? Uh, how many counts? Do you guys remember how many counts it was? It was at least um, two counts two, of two, sexual two assault, counts. right? And third degree rape, I believe. Okay. Well, this, I, 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 I saw, I came across this uh, story. What is third degree rape? What is second degree uh, rape? What is... I, I have no idea how that no. works. Uh, it's I not mean, like I, it's a burn. Yeah. I mean, or, I understand. Or, or like, a murder. Talk, I mean, when, when you say a murder. About- Let's see. Rape in the third degree. A person guilty of rape in the third degree when under circumstances not constituting rape in the first or second degree. That makes yeah. sense. Such person engages in sexual intercourse with another person. B, where there is a threat of substantial unlawful harm to property rights of the victim. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Property rights. Property like, rights. you know, your body. My body. A person's yeah. body. But anyway, I well, just need to get that one out. Yeah, no, right I understand. I understand. It's, and I, I guess, you know, if you look at things like... Um, what do you call it? Uh, statutory rape. I guess there are different degrees. I don't understand. You know. Yeah, we're gonna. I, I think. Yeah, third degree. Just, yeah, I, I. I don't quite. Even when I read the definition, it doesn't make sense. This is the thing, and and I know we don't have time to go into it tonight, but I think after this, um, you know, that he was found guilty on these charges, we're gonna to have a conversation about first, second, third degree rape, statutory rape. Mm-hmm. We're going to have conversations about what is appropriate for men and yeah. what is not appropriate for men. Yeah. And, I, I guess yeah, I'm really happy uh, that they, this, they this happened because this was really, really something I didn't think would happen. I didn't think he this. would be found guilty. They find this as first-degree rape is sexual intercourse with someone under the age of 12. Yeah, well... Second-degree rape is someone under the age of 18 or engaging in sexual intercourse with someone under 14. Third-degree <sighs> rape is someone age 21 or older engaging in se- sexual intercourse. Okay, so what happens between second and... <sighs> with someone under 16. Do you un- do you understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, I you know this none of this makes any sense, but anyway, that's what they do. It was rape third degree is rape. rape is rape. Yeah, I I guess, and this is not this is I'm not trying to be devil's advocate or anything here, but I, I think you. I think the the degrees of it they have to do something like that for crimes that are so severe, um, to put it in legal context. I know morally it's just all repugnant, you know, uh, it's uh, to, to try and diminish one thing over another, you know, uh, it's, um, but, you know, I mean, there's a reason why there's manslaughter, involuntary manslaughter, you know, first degree murder, second degree murder, whatever. Um, so. Yeah, but. 
I really like the fact that Ken brought up second and third degree, and it was brought up to the effect of age. All these things were brought up about age. And mm-hmm. I, I, when you talk about second degree murder, manslaughter, and all that stuff, all of that stuff generally doesn't have to do with the fact that a man took advantage of a woman, a woman, according to her age. Yeah. You know, um, no. or, well, no, and not just women, too. Yeah. I mean, they're boys, no, boys and men are raped, too. It's, but that's so. the thing. It's just, we shouldn't make rape, okay, first, second, third degree. Okay, yeah. you were so old, you know, this is how uh, old you were, yeah. this is how old you were. Because we don't do that with murder Mm-mm. or manslaughter. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, it's, but, you know, again, this is, this is... <sighs> Unfortunately, as, as as awful as it sounds, this is just kind of how our legal system operates. Well, I think there, and I hope and I pray that because of the verdict that we got with the Harvey Weinstein mm-hmm. uh, case, I, I hope and pray it changes. Yeah. Because I cannot believe I'm happy, but... I, I didn't think that we'd get a conviction. Well, you are not alone, um, because I want you to hear this clip of Rose McGowan on uh, uh, Good Morning Britain, uh, of all places. Uh, Rose McGowan uh, gave an interview that, uh, either from today or yesterday. This is a huge victory for all of us uh, who've ever been hurt, um, for both of us who have been affected by Harvey Weinstein specifically, and also the greater, you know, the bigger amount of people in the world. This affects so many. But to us specifically, um, it's it's a huge moment. And it's one, I have to honestly say, I thought he was going to be exonerated. I, I did wonder that, actually, Rose, because the jury had been out for a significant amount of time. And um, I just wondered whether, because you were outside the court, weren't you, after the verdict, I just wondered whether you had sort of lost hope that you might see, get the justice that, that you needed. Well, I never really had hope, you see. And I realized that the other day when someone asked me, do you have hope? Uh, that he'll be found guilty. Mm. And I realized the last time I actually had hope was the moment before I was raped by him. And after that, it became survival. And after that, it became this, like, battle in a huge war. I didn't have hope, but not because of the jury. And I'm very grateful to that jury for for getting a lot farther than most juries get in rape cases, certainly. And there's something so profound about the amount of corruption behind the scenes. So for me, I was just really worried about, from what I know on the back end of things, it's hard to speak publicly about it because you can't without getting sued. But there is, it's an extraordinary moment, and it's its a watershed moment. And uh, to that, and to Rose McGowan, uh, amen. 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 I mean, she is, she's been awesome. She's been awesome and inspiring um throughout all of this throughout all of this this ugly awful bullshit that um no woman should have to ever go through 
Uh, no human being should ever have to go through it. But you know, for but obvious, and I'm not trying to take away because obviously, sexual predation it's more predominant of a crime against women uh, in you know harassment, assault, and rape. But um, I, I can't even imagine uh, what kind of feeling she she's having knowing that she you know she didn't think just like you rain everybody thought he was going to get off the hook i had a good feeling that he wasn't i had a very good feeling he wasn't i never expressed it but i was like there's no fucking way they can let him walk there is no way you know, not after not after what what happened to Bill Cosby. I think Bill Cosby was the bellwether, but this this is up there with the Cosby verdict. Um, I think this is much more clear cut than the Cosby uh, crimes and verdict. Um, so, Hi. go ahead. I, I don't. I don't disagree with you. But I do disagree with you. Uh, fair enough. Go ahead. I, I know, and I know I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. No. But these these women came in and they didn't have um, their exact rape date. Mm-hmm. You know, like they couldn't tell you exactly when they were raped. Yeah. Which is a huge thing because... I don't know. My mind is flooding, but, you know, they couldn't tell you exactly when the day. And, and, you know, one of the victims said she had, she continued to have a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this was really, really big stuff. Yeah. And... It, it, it to me to me the biggest thing was it came down to the jury believed women mm-hmm. regardless of and not regardless but they heard all of these victims that came forward yes oh they're gonna be well they're not gonna be land based they came forward they said here's our story believe me believe me this happened to me yeah, I I I know I'm not. not uh, this is this this one is a hard one for me. I'm really happy that this happened. I'm really happy this happened because I feel like finally, finally, this jury sent out to the world believe women, believe yes. them. Pretty clear and message, jury, yeah. Yeah, and the jury actually was a majority of men. It was seven men, five women. Well, hopefully men, you know, uh, in, in general are evolving. Um, because what we've seen, yes. what we've seen in in the last, um, you know, w- with this, is, is this, I think, w- when you see all the people who were, you know, have been called out, uh, or prosecuted, you know, your Bill Cosby's, your Harvey Weinstein's, your Brian Singer's, your, um, what's his name? Kevin Spacey. Uh, uh, yeah. who else? Who, uh, you know, I mean, 
I think there, you know, and I know there are plenty of other high profile ones that I'm missing right now, but there have been so many. Um, and this old guard, this old dying, gross Hollywood guard is it's, it's, it's going the way of the dodo, you know? I mean, you, uh, but yeah, yeah, I just, but yeah, that's, that's, and now we in in the the Hollywood the grossness of Hollywood and in the 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 you know misogynistic power structure that was going on there that was copied by everybody else who got a little bit of money by you know Wall Street guys by the Trumps of the world you know they wanted that they wanted to be but that that was that was and, there way before that was all that's always been the case. But the glamorizing and the in the blatant exploitation of it, with you know, again with trends in, in you know that that bled through. Like, our you know, I have a real problem with the way you know Quentin Tarantino worked very closely with Harvey Weinstein. I have a real hard pro, a real big problem with the way Quentin Tarantino treats women in his films. I I I love I loved his yeah. stuff back in the day, but I cannot fucking watch it now because he does just cruel, ugly shit to women in his movies, and I don't like it. So oh yeah, um, what's 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 her name? Um, Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he put her in that car that nearly killed her, uh, Uma yes. Thurman. You know. Uma. And- forced her to keep doing that scene over and over in this rickety piece of shit car that was, you know, and she got hurt. She got hurt really bad. I think she like had a neck injury or something or a back injury yeah, or something. She did She wrote about it. Yeah. And then there was a, in, in glorious bastards, there was a scene where, um, he didn't think one of the actors choking one of the, the female actors was, was doing a good enough job. I think it was, I can't remember. Yeah, I, can't I know what they, you're talking. It, about. And and so he said, "I'll do it." So he, they did a close up of his hands, like sh- strangling and throttling a woman, and she looked like she was hurt. And you know, so so you know this. I'm not trying to come down on you know, but on Tarantino. But you have to be a little suspect when you see who this you know who these people all ran with, you know. What do you think, Joe? I Yeah, I mean Harvey Weinstein has been been an inside joke for decades. Yeah. I remember I remember uh what's her name? Jane what's her Krak Krak Jan Krakowski? Krakowski? Yeah. The, the on uh 30 Th- Rock. 30 making, Rock, yeah. Making a a, a joke uh, about uh, well, at least I didn't have to sleep with Harvey Weinstein or something like that. Yeah, I, and that's uh, so it was it was an inside it, that joke. That show in the that show went off the air a long time ago too. Y- yeah, yeah, like six years ago. I, yeah, and I remember her making that in, in the show, making that that crack. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, they used to the lines came fast and furious on that show, but. That sure. one sort of stuck with me because I figured, well, what kind of creep is this guy that they would even write it into a script? Oh, and I think there was uh, there was at least one time where um, Seth MacFarlane, I think, called him out 
um, uh, while hosting the Oscars or something, or somebody did. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Right yeah. from the stage, yeah. But yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm I'm not, I'm not, I, I I'm just, I I really think. That as much as you know the uh, the the uh, you know um, Martin Scorsese's of the world want to say you know oh what Marvel's doing it's not cinema and it's like oh so I guess cinema has to be you know a movie done by the old guard who's protecting these predatory bastards. Well, guess what? Uh, you know what? The, I can't remember the last scandal with somebody who was in charge of a, you know, a big player behind the scenes for Mar you know, Marvel or Disney had something major go on, you know? Um, can I take you to a different level? Um, sure. I can't remember the last scandal we saw when a woman was a director. Oh, absolutely. Or a producer. And, and yeah. And, and so that's the next thing. Cause Ken, I know what you're talking about. I get it. But I've been thinking about this. It's just... So here we are, Hollywood. Now we get... We get some equality. But yes. when is it going to happen down the line? Down the line. It's a good question. That's a real good question. You know, I'm hoping that, that the Harvey Weinstein thing is going to help it you know, trickle on down the line, where mm. women can actually say, guess what? My boss and I was literally, I'm going to just use that, this is just an example. Mm -hmm. My boss was the guy who managed the freaking FedEx Kinko's office. Yeah. And, you know, I went to the promotion, and he said, if you want a promotion, you got to sleep with me. Well, that happens. That really happens. Yeah. And I want, I I hope and pray that the women who don't earn as much money, and I'm not knocking, I I applaud the women who won this case because they didn't mm -hmm. earn, they didn't earn, they weren't high earners. But I hope no, this they, lifts up, I hope this lifts up women <clears throat> to say, I hope so what? too. You don't get to use tell me whether or not I'm going to go forward with my career or not. I, I'm angry about this. And you have every right to be so. Um, so, uh, all right, um, Joe, you want to you want to uh, uh, hop in with any thoughts here? I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, Rose McGowan's been a hell of a fighter, and and it, it, it I hate that she had to endure any of this, uh, but. It's got to feel pretty. She's got to. Um, I imagine she feels pretty good about this verdict. It's about yeah. some justice, uh, and and should and and good for the the victims who had the courage to come forward and and call this creep out. And Absolutely, put him where he belongs behind bars. And the only thing I could say about third degree rape is that it does mean he has to register as a sex offender. So there. And um, sentencing is next he, month too, right? But he still has to register as a sex offender, and then he goes to California. It's where I was going, right? And he's mm -hmm. got to face more charges. So this ain't over for Mister Weinstein. Uh, and 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 you know, another thing, he's sixty-seven years old. 
um, he apparently he isn't in good health anymore because he's on trial. I, why why do all these guys get sick when they're on trial? Huh. Huh. <laughs> you mean like oh. I need a cane. Bill yeah, Crosby. it's almost oh. it's almost yeah. like they're you I know what Walker. You know what I I I have a theory on that, and and I don't know if this is you know th- this sounds crazy or what, but I'm gonna say it anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe they're in in a certain way, kind of like a vampire that will wither away that can't suck blood. You know, somebody who can't continue oh, victimizing yeah. somebody, it, you know, uh, it, it can't draw strength from that that you know fake that front of power because it's not power it's abuse and crime that's what it oh is my it's fucking it, god so if if that's true can somebody please do that to trump seriously well the You're senate blew it. it can we get this shit yeah. done the senate blew it yeah so they did but anyway that's that's my observation i think uh he still has to face charges in California. By then, he'll, he'll, he'll be on a. Have of, to take him in on a gurney. Didn't he walk out of the New York court? That is. He, they said he had to take him right from the court to the hospital. Yeah. My understanding is he's in the hospital now. Poor yeah, fellow. Well, yes. Bellevue has a reputation for mental cases. So yeah, but the, it's also um. It's also a um, hospital who protects. Criminals. Well, well, there's that. He's there, and I'm always amazed at how these people can't walk anymore after they get caught. <laughs> it's just amazing to me. Yeah. Well, um, we got to go to the break. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, yeah but uh, you know, uh, hey Harv, um, see you in hell, buddy. Nice walker. Nice walker. <laughs> uh, yeah, piece of shit. Um, but yeah, I'm glad there's some justice in this world. Harvey Weinstein, the rapist. Yeah. Because he's a convicted rapist. I just want to say that forever and ever. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, rapist. Yeah. Yep, once you're a rapist, you're a rapist forever. Dirty motherfucker thought that he could just rape women in order to tell them, if you want to have a career in the film... You need to be raped by me. Oh, God. That just gave me the chills. Well, I'm saying it the way it is. I know. I know. I, know. I mean, you just, I mean, that was, it was pretty profound what you just said is what I'm saying. Wow. And I'm sorry if I triggered anybody. No, no, no. I, 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 no, I'm glad you said it because that really kind of puts a very fine point on it. It's, yeah. it's the thing that nobody on cable or network TV can say. Yeah. Well, you know what? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll uh, every time we mention his name from here on out, we'll say the rapist. So. Um, oh. All right. Well, this is happy. Well, yeah, that's why I didn't save this one for the last segment. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we're going to go to the break. Uh, I got a nice song for the nice people from Bobber coming up. Uh, The Heart coming your way right now. Hold tight.
up the night with Kenny Pig. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. I am Miles Lagant, inviting you to listen to Mike Check Radio every Sunday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Our host, Adam Hebert, will be bringing the latest in politics and nerd news to discuss, including movies, games, and anime, all while putting up with boss-level button-pushing from yours truly. I'm your huckleberry. Also, my lovely wife, Michelle, the mistress of mayhem, will be there to pwn Adam for his use of the F-bomb. I'm nice and sweet and pure, so fuck off! Ooh. And Metal Master Kenny Pick will help keep the show on the rails with a stern but guiding hand. Remain calm! All is well! All is well! 
Indie Media Weekly, doing the best with what we have to work with. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santorsa, co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio. Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Indie Media Weekly, Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. And thank you, Scranton. And thank you to all the fine localities where all our lovely listeners hail from. Uh, and, of course, uh, yeah. So, and Joe, uh, what, what can we expect uh, on the Tim Cormel show tonight from the clown car? Uh, well, a cl- <clears throat> clown car was able to uncover, uh, you know, last, last week was the week of the pardons, right? Yes. But uh, we covered at the clown car some of the more less less discussed pardons that he gave out. That's oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. This is good. Like like the one he gave to his ex-wife Ivana. Oh, for, okay. For, so for giving what? birth for giving birth to Eric. Ah, okay. That makes sense. That is a yeah. crime against humanity. It was. It was. It was. However, he gave her the pardon because uh, she gave her. She gave gave him one hot daughter. <laughs> oh, now okay, that's where you know the you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. God yeah. damn it! Well, anyway, I don't want to get. I don't want you to give away too much. Uh, who was on the show no, with you no. guys? Who was on the show with you guys uh, this week? Uh, John Britavo. Britavo was there. Uh, he used Are you shitting me? Yeah, he he's he was there, and uh, <laughs> he uses Discord too now. So, oh, good for yeah. him. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, Justice Putnam was there. Very nice. Yes. So we had, uh, yeah, we had a nice little group. The gang's all here. The uh, gang was all there. There we go. And uh, was Wilbur Ross there? <coughs> oh, he coughed once for no. Wilbur uh, Ross was not there. <coughs> no, but, but you know who was? Lauren Mayer. Oh, okay. Yes, of course. I could never forget Lauren. Lauren was super talented. She she gave us a song. She gave us a song at the end of the show. So there. Awesome. 
Very good. Yeah. And uh, all right. And of course, uh, you probably should uh, stock up on some Bubble Genius, everybody, too. It's about time for me to put an order into Bubble Genius. Well, actually, their site is off for a while. Oh, okay. Well, that's all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, she, she was. Yeah, she had some health problems, so um, she okay. had to take some time off. Understood. And, uh, the website is temporarily down, but she's back in the lab, as uh, 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 Tim told me. She's back in the lab and getting ready to reboot. Bloop, Can't bloop, wait bloop. because I'm out of I'm out of Buddhas. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. I, I need a Buddha soap on the rope again. But of course, be careful oh. where you swing that sucker, fellas. I bu- I know. <laughs> don't wash don't wash below the belt with it yeah yeah careful burns. careful when watching washing yeah. your thighs uh yes think before you swing um yes but it's got a great scent it's my favorite oh god it's so good it's it's green tea right green tea yes yeah. it's it's, so. it's great and i had I, I ordered them three and four at a time Mm-hmm. I just ran out. Now I'm using commercial soap. It's awful. God. Oh, it's oh, terrible. It's God damn it. So. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. God damn it. God damn it. Leave the, be gentle with the Jurgens, Joe. Uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's a new catchphrase. Be gentle with the Jergens, Joe. <laughs> yeah, just don't swing your, don't swing your Buddha around in the, uh, the shower. Don't, don't get do irate that. with the ivory, Joe. Uh, so. <laughs> you know, you could actually that that's a could be a blunt force trauma if you hit somebody with a Buddha. Yeah, don't fling the Irish Spring, Joe. So <laughs> uh, I coast with coast. <laughs> okay, you're coasting with coast. Very nice. I'm coasting with uh, coast. Coast? Do you now? Do you use it coast to coast? Do you, you hit your east coast, your west west coast. <laughs> I, I haven't, but uh, I may. I all may. right. I don't like. Actually, I don't like commercial soaps at all. I haven't found one that I like. I I use Jergens uh, for general purpose. It's Do pretty you? mild. I kind of have uh, my I have sensitive skin. With a little Jergens lotion in it. Yes, that's. It's just a straight up Jergens soap, the old school Jergens soap. Oh, okay. it, it, it's it's a proven winner with me for you know. Okay. Anyway, my grandfather used to use lye. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Rub it up, dub. He was a minor. <laughs> My father used to use lye. He used to bring it home from the jail where he worked. Oh. That's how they got rid of the bodies. Well, my grandfather was a coal miner, so. <laughs> but he did. He used to bring home lye soap from jail. Oh, that's tough stuff. He's, he snuck it out of jail. That's Think tough that stuff. If he had a really tiny prisoner in there. I'm telling you. In that's case good. you want to know, that's just I how use. good the stuff is. You know, uh. if, you, if you rub if you rub that stuff on you, you could lie your ass off. Ah! Uh. I could have, but I don't. Don't. Boing, boing. I use. I actually use the Costco soap. It's yeah. quite delightful. Well, I'm looking forward to Bubble Genius rebooting, and uh, it says coming soon on her website. So I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Fun. Okay. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yes. So I, I really I, and when she I'm, does, I'm gonna buy a case of Buddhas. There you go. Twenty four Buddhas. Twenty four case of Buddhas. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, your 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 mailman's gonna shake his fist at you after he lugs that thing to your door. UPS. UPS, yeah. Shake his yeah, fist. UPS. Why or I FedEx, oughta. I Why oh no, you'll... she uses uh US, US postal. Yeah. US postal, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, there the, you go. the mailman will be mail lady will be mad at me. Yeah. He'll and pick up friends. the box she'll pick up the box and be like Oh my god. What? She'll take one of those Buddhas out and throw them through my window. Say, Here's oh, yeah. Your soap. There you go. <laughs> Here's your soap. Crash. If it's around Christmas time, she'll hang it on your big, uh, um, gigantic 500 pound wreath. You say bulls. <laughs> I, I All would. I heard was 500 pound bull. Well, we overlapped. Yeah. Because his balls are so big. <laughs> so. <laughs> No, that was my my wreath, my five hundred pound. Yeah, that's what I was wreath. talking about. Uh, the one I need a, for your bull. The one you I needed need a, a, need a winch, a winch to a winch to, <laughs> to put it up. An industrial what crane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, crane. Nothing. Uh, anyway, a, there's a comp- there's a company in Scranton. I'm called Lane's out. Cranes. Did Lane's you know Cranes. that? Lanes cranes. They they drive those cranes down the lanes. Lanes cranes. They do. They do. And they'll okay. put your uh, five hundred pound wreath up. Or your balls. Five hundred pound balls. No, oh, that's right. They'll hang them right up there. Your yule logs. Your balls. Get it to Peronis. <laughs> yule log. <laughs> you made me think of Christmas vacation when he was in the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Log. Log. No, not that I have a log. No, I don't have a log. <laughs> it's a bit nipply out, nip nippy out. So <laughs> it's a bit nipple nippy, yeah. Uh anyway. Hot in here, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the next story. This is uh our last story of the night. Uh Jim Acosta uh asking uh I I I forget oh god, I'm trying to remember what the what the the overall conversation was because this was like the first thing I recorded uh, for the show, uh, but it, what's what's it's not necessarily important what they're talking about. Uh, it's it, until Trump goes on to one of his sweating to the oldies moments where he can't talk to somebody from uh, CNN without you know going into CNN Tourette's. Um, you know, so, you know, uh, again, uh, what do we call that? Uh, there we go. Sweating to the oldies. There we go. Um, but yeah, so uh, again, I, I'm struggling to remember what his question was about, but anyway, here you go. Can you pledge to the American people that you will not accept any foreign assistance in the up? Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> foreign assistance. Coming election. And on this idea of a purge in your administration, uh, there was recently the departure of your acting DNI, Joseph McGuire. You replaced him with your ambassador to Germany, Rick Grinnell. Uh, some of your critics have uh, pointed out that Ambassador Grinnell has no intelligence experience. How can you justify to the American people having an acting DNI with no intelligence okay, experience? Okay, first of all, I want no help from any country, and I haven't been given help from any country. And if you see what CNN, your wonderful network, said, uh, I guess they apologized in a way for, didn't they apologize for the fact that they said certain things that weren't true? Tell me, what was their apology yesterday? What did they say? Mr. President, I think our record on delivering the truth is a lot better than yours sometimes. Your you don't mind is, me saying. Let me tell you about Oh! 
Okay, now watch this. Always. I'm just gonna break the wrist and walk away. Break the wrist, walk away. Jeez. So there's more to it, but wow, that talk about fifty pound balls. Good job, Acosta. That was fucking wow. awesome. So just break uh, the wrist and walk I, away. I think yeah. that he was actually really nice when he said in many ways. CNN always is more truthful than Trump. Trump always. Lies fucking 50 times a day. Are you kidding me? Pinocchio is more truthful than Trump. We got oh. rugs that lie less than Trump. Yes. That's right. We have soap <laughs> that lie. We have soap that lies. <laughs> oh, <less> yeah. <laughs> prison soap. That's right. We got more honest prison soap. <laughs> I'm glad he did that, but he was still being really nice. Uh, yeah, yeah he was, he you're right. That nicely. Yeah. Nicely. Well, here, let's, let's listen to the, the last half of this clip. Your record your record is so bad, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Fuck you, you're Trump. Not ashamed fat of anything piece of lying shit. Probably have the worst record in the history of broadcasting. As far as uh, uh, McGuire is concerned, he's a terrific guy. But, you know, on March 11th, his time ended anyway. So his time came up. So we would have had to... By statute, we would have had to change him anyway. So the well, your new DNI have experience I in think, the intelligence yes, field. Yes, in fact, we're talking to five <laughs> different people right now. I think oh, all people boy. that you know, all people that you respect, and I'll make a decision probably over the next week to two weeks. We have some very good people, but uh, Joe McGuire is a very excellent guy. He's a very good man, and his time was March 11th. I believe it was March 11th where he would have had to leave. Was he but forced out because he wasn't sufficiently loyal to you? No, not at all. Not at all. He was pushed out because, frankly, he wasn't pushed out. He would have had to get out. On March 11th, he would have had to leave. But we're going to be making a decision on DNI very shortly. So why didn't he leave he, on March 11th? Yeah, he said he was pushed out, and then he, backed, he, he backtracked it. He said he was pushed out. Trump did not deny any of that. Hold on a second. I'm you, confused. Are you guys saying Trump's not honest? Uh, well, no, you shouldn't be confused. <laughs> yeah. Fucking goddamn liar. Yeah. What I do find interesting I think that's what we're that saying. What I do find interesting is he, <laughs> he was pushed out. And then he tried to say he was going to go out on March 11th. Uh, what is today's date? 225. Yeah. It's not March 11th. Yeah. So his another time was, was up. His time was up yeah. in two weeks, so I killed yeah. him. Yeah. So I I just, to me, when I, I mean, heard that made this, no sense this audio, I found that really messed up. He, oh, he, his time was up. His time was up. No. If his, Nonsense. his time was up on March 11th, he got kicked out and they put in that troll dude from from Germany. It's nuts. It's lies. Yeah. I, I lies. mean, just unending, relentless lies. And, and it's really, really hard, hard. It's hard. It's hard for me. I'm sure I'm sure for you guys, too. We can call this out as lies because we pay attention. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people don't pay attention. A lot of people are going to be like, well, his job was up, so they don't 
seem sure. to understand the fact that the, the reason why he got fired was because he told the truth. Yeah, and, and, and not only that, but this, this kind of comes full circle to what we talked about in the beginning. The, the lies and misinformation that are being spewed forth by this administration about coronavirus. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. this is, uh, you know, on one simple little thing, he can't tell, he can't tell the truth about one simple little thing about an appointee. Oh, his time was up. He had to go. Uh, by, you know, uh, whatever he said, you know, to justify it. But, uh, but now something huge and global and severe. They're contradicting the CDC. Trump's running around giving his own fucking Trump University uh, doctorate. Trump uh, University. Go pricks. Uh, for, you know, how to cure uh, doctorates. Probably not the right word to use. Um, uh, you, you know, going around with his, uh, you know, his, his MD. Yeah, and um, you know, waving it around and saying, "Oh, well, you can cure coronavirus just by turning on a space heater." It's so wildly. Yeah, mm. <sighs> there are words that I want to say, but I'm not going to say. Well, it's dangerous. We're really entering. You know, so. I listen to podcasts and um, radio shows, and there are so many people who are really good, who are former, you know, uh, they, they worked in the Justice Department as prosecutors. And, sure. And they keep saying, so far, so far, our courts are holding up. This is what I'm, I hear time mm -hmm. and time again. Our courts are holding up which has been a comfort to me. It really has been a comfort to me, but the courts can't hold up the fucking coronavirus. Yeah. The courts can't hold up our stock market. You're right. You're right. I mean, and he's just, again, it, it's, it's the... He's turning America into a criminal playground for for his family, his cabal, and, we and making and making it a left a less safe uh, environment for all of us. Yeah, I mean, because this is the thing, and I really want to. I have not been able to write a really decent Four Freedoms blog because it's so overwhelming. Yeah, but and I mean this, but so. We talk about, okay, the courts are holding up over here. However, today, this morning, he mm -hmm. actually said that two of our Supreme Court justices need to recuse themselves. Yeah. For the, yeah, right? Yeah, I saw that. What, who was it? Sotomayor, Sotomayor and Ginsburg? And, and Justice Ginsburg. They need to recuse themselves for his upcoming case. So I don't know what's going to happen when it comes to the courts, but you can't rely on the courts completely when we might have literal medical catastrophe on our hands in this country. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, it, we're not far from that at all. 
I hate to be. I hope I'm not being. I am being negative, but well, I'm deeply, deeply concerned. I don't know what my parting shot is going to be. Well, I'm really worried. The courts can only do so much. Yeah. Well, let's let's actually start getting to parting shots then, and uh, I'll let Joe go first so you can think about that for a minute. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's overwhelming for me too. you know, I mean, I've done, I've gone real light on politics this year, you know, uh, and I know you have Ken and, uh, and I, uh, it it is, it is really overwhelming for me. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to, to talk about this shit, uh, you know, for six hours a week. Um, but we're going to do it, but we, and again, we have to be so selective because in three hours, we essentially talked about three or four t- topics, you know, because we're not like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to trash anybody who's on broadcast radio, but broadcast radio can't do the deep dives into stuff that people can do like this or people do on podcasts, whatever. Um, and, and, you know, it's good to try and get your head around things uh, on a smaller scale, I suppose. Um, because in times like this, when you're just fucking inundated, you know, there's... I mean, you know, even though I've been doing this for 11 years, sometimes I just don't know how to proceed uh, under this administration. I just... I'm yeah. just at a loss. So, but anyway... Joe, I'll let you uh, do your parting shot. Well, you knew it was inevitable that sooner or later the wacko nut jobs on the right would have to come up with an anti-Greta Thornburg. And they have. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh yeah. Yes, Introduce I saw that. <laughs> Introducing Naomi Seeped a 19-year-old German who, like Greta, is blonde, eloquent, and European, but seeped denounces climate alarmism, calls climate consciousness a despicably anti-human ideology, and has now been deployed as the anti-Greta. Hmm. I did not oh, yeah. see that coming. I'm... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, and... and um, she says, I get chills when I see young people, especially at Fridays for Future. I guess that's the thing they do in, in Europe on Fridays about the climate change. They're mm-hmm. screaming and shouting, and they're generally terrified, she said in an interview. They don't want, they don't want the world to end. And uh, so she said, uh, argues there's other factors besides, you know, man-made factors. And... Um, Oh, interesting enough, she has far-right skepticism about feminism and immigration. <laughs> and how old is, is she? How old is she? She is... 16? Uh, 17? Yeah. 19. 19. 19. 19. So, see, and the, she says that she does not dispute greenhouse gas emissions are warming the planet, but she argues that many scientists and activists have overstated the impact. Yeah. You know, like when Greenland's disappearing and it hits 70 degrees there, 
So uh, uh, you gotta love this because okay, who are you gonna trust more? Who? Uh, let me just let me just uh, you know interject for a moment here. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know what? What's more reliable? And, and again, this shows the dichotomy between the left and the right. A teenager who is listening to scientists reading about their findings and research and everything like that, and trying to speak to other uh, to adults about what these scientists are finding and about. real impact on the world or would you rather talk to a teenager who says all the scientists are just stupid (laughs) stupid yeah i mean uh, i I mean yeah exactly all these scientists are are dumb coughs so (laughs) that's it dumb coughs uh schweinhunds um pig dog uh, <laughs> Here, here's the thing. Where are the adults around her? I well, don't know. I, I don't know either. But she was uh, you know, let her up by some some guy named Arthur B. Robinson from the Center of Climate and Environmental Policy. Oh, that sounds at legit. The Heart, American Center at the Heartland Influence oh, Institute, an influential libertarian think think tank Seriously, in suburban Joe, Chicago. That's an American-based center. Oh yeah, it's and, and she, they said in this article just what, what Kenny said. Naomi Sept versus Greta Thunberg. Who should we trust? At asks Hartland in a digital video. So a libertarian oh. think tank found mm-hmm. a German girl. A German girl. You knew they were going to find one and pay her to to do this. Right. And guess what? Here's the here's the kicker. She is set to make her American debut. Guess where? CPAC? CPAC? Yes. Very good. <laughs> very good. Yeah, I did not read yeah. any of this shit, people. No, he didn't. No, I sprung <laughs> this at the last minute. But yes, ding, 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 ding. Winner, Kenny winner, gets, chicken dinner. <laughs> Jeopardy gets a uh, uh. surprise right wing nutcase move of the for 500. <laughs> where, where will she appear? Yes. She's going to be in Washington. Hey, there's your chance. Uh, uh, Rain, you can... Uh, oh, I moved I moved away. I used to get to see you're not, pack from my port. But you're not that far. You can get down there and... No. Nope. Get get in with Naomi. You don't want to take them. who are you going to trust? You don't want to... Greta. You don't want to take the Metro to see some Nazi youth speak? Uh, <laughs> yes. No. A 19-year-old brown shirt? <laughs> no, and I really find it really sad. I know we have to do closing shots, but I really find it sad that they're taking advantage of this 19-year-old. Well, well, I, you know. Again, I, 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 I asked earlier. Are you surprised that they wouldn't come up? I mean, what Greta Thunberg has been doing, I mean, it, first of all, the ultimate the ultimate thing that Greta did wasn't talking about climate change or anything like that. The ultimate thing she did was take away Time's Person of the Year away from Donald Trump. Exactly. That's the ultimate sin here. And 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 honestly, Greta didn't do that. And she God forbid take, she gets the Nobel she didn't Prize. Take it for away peace. from him. She didn't take it away from well, him. To him, she, just, she did. 
No, because what he, if she didn't get it, he would have gotten it. Because she should go watch a movie. She should watch a film with her fellow teenage people. That's right. He did not take it away from Will from Chicago said, so did Eva Braun finally reincarnate? <laughs> All right. Rain, go ahead. I, I want to make this clear. She did not take it away from him. She did not. No, of course not. She, it's just metaphorical. Not. Yeah, she I was being. Yeah. Existed. And I think it's important for people to remember that Greta, Greta <clears throat> is is autistic. She yeah. did not speak until she found her voice. But That's Melania Melania said it's talk. Melania said it's okay to bully her though because she's an activist. Melania can go suck a bag of turnip. <laughs> so. But I, I know what you're saying, Joe. Just I, I just find it really disturbing that the right is really literally manipulating and using a girl who probably I, I should look into her. But she well, probably is looking for fame and just Sure. If she's nineteen as opposed to Greta who well, I'll say give her credit. Give her credit for what she's doing. If she wants to go out there, she's an adult. She's 19 years old. Um, if she truly believes that bullshit, then we're just going to ridicule her for it. Okay. I hope she doesn't believe it. Uh, I my hope so. I hope not shot. either. Yeah, go ahead. My parting shot is I don't know what's going to happen in, in here in our American politics, but... Mm-hmm. I want people to vote blue, no matter what. And also, my biggest... You got the rhyme wrong. It's vote blue no matter who. I, okay. Yeah, Sorry. I know. I I'm just messing with you. Go well, ahead. My parting shot is that fuck Mike Bloomberg. Because Mike Bloomberg has taken advantage of that whole vote blue man, no matter who. Yeah. He really has. He's weaponized it. And I hope he sucks tonight in the debate. Big time. I don't like Mike Bloomberg. I never liked him. Mm-hmm. And he can go. Um, well, he can. You know, he can take. He's another wealthy New York Turner. Republican. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. Him. He's a Republican. So, and and I've made it clear I'm not a big fan of. He said that four years ago. Mm-hmm. But if he's the nominee, I will vote for him. His only qualification is that he's not Trump. Yeah. That's literally his only qualification. Who? Bloomberg or Yeah, Sanders? Bloomberg. Bloomberg. Yeah. No, Bloomberg should fucking be running in the goddamn Republican. He should be. Right. He he really should be. You're right. But we we have to we have to get rid of Trump. Yeah. Well, that's uh, my really. That's my biggest party shot. We have to get rid of Trump. We can we can clean up all this other shit afterwards. Yeah, I concur. Well, we do have to get going right now. We're five after, but uh, uh, but uh, rain. Thumbs up, thumbs down for Discord. Uh, thumbs up. Awesome. So, uh, but yeah, so, uh, I, I hope everybody's enjoying hearing my co-host voices in a much more crystal clear fashion. Um, did I get better as the night went on? 
Yeah, it cuts out a little, but it's not major. It happens with both of you guys here and there, but it's not. It, there was a, so much more of that on Skype. We'd lose whole sentences from you guys. We'd lose paragraphs from you guys on Skype. So I'm not worried about this. You know, I think it'll, it'll, it'll be nights that are better than others and, you know, nights that are worse than others, you know. But no, it's great because the clarity is excellent and uh, Skype takes a whole hell of a lot less resources than, uh, I'm sorry, uh, 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 Discord takes a whole hell of a lot um, fewer resources, I should say, uh, than, or maybe less resources. I don't know, fewer or less than that, that because it's like, I guess it's using fewer gigabytes of RAM <laughs> or something. But anyway, uh, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna wrap things. Everybody have a lovely week. Uh, spring is right around the corner. Uh, keep that in your heart. And uh, Punxsutawney Phil, if you weren't a groundhog, I'd have more respect for you. See you later, guys. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll, God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo! Yet another thing.